Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This episode brought to you by, and I shit you not, this first one is real, Sex Caliber Bones a Lot. <laughs> James, Sonsi, <laughs> Steph, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Garotica, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Rage Bomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. And this week, because it's that special time of the month, we also get to shout out our You Can Get It level sponsors, and they are Caitlin, Madeline, Alyssa, Vixen, Dharma, Grace, Stephanie, Amanda the Playwright, Leo, Alex, Alexandra, Brooklyn, Tori, Eli, Bryce, Sean, Logan, Dominic, Jamie, Alex, Shayna, Ali, Dr. Voorhees, MD, Jennifer, Megan, Amelia, Maxwell, Liza, Martha, Jamie, AJ, Spider-Gwen, Lisa, Rock Donkey, Irene, Naomi, Bex, Mallory, Amy, Laura, Cameron, Kaylee, Casey, Daisy, Jackie, Tyson, Alisa, Mushroom, Snail Fox, and Jennifer. And all the patrons, including Sex Caliber Bones a Lot, uh, want you to know (laughs) it's the best. They all want you to know that you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror version community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out. Daily on vacation, I noticed my phone. The plug is not charging when I plug it in. I said, This dumbass old phone is broken. I like that you dropped it as you were starting to tell us a story. Like, how could it not work? I don't know. I was like, okay, I've got a conference, I'm going to present, and then I have a thing at six. I have like a few hours in between where I can go to the Apple store and like get this fixed or whatever. <laughs> oh, I saw this online. <laughs> I didn't see it though. Hang on. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't spoil it. And then I said, they said, run the diagnostics. And I said, okay, I'm running the diagnostics. And then she goes, you got a bunch of lint in your charging port. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like watching scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us revisit The, the Mist. Mist. They missed. Now, I say revisit because technically we have done an episode on this, but hmm. it was like a long time ago. Like, Paige and Mikey both sounded different. Yeah, we both sounded different. So we thought... When the, it won the listener request, 
we may as well revisit it anyway. It's on theme for the month. So here we are with the revisited The Mist episode. So was this the first time either of you had seen it, Mikey or Paige? It was my first time. Was it? Yes. Okay, I'm excited. Pa- Mikey, I'm sure you've seen this. I saw it opening night in theaters. What? <laughs> you paid money? Well, I guess I paid for th- No, Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. Same. <laughs> uh, Mikey, so walk me through that. Was it a date? Like, what was going on in your life at the time? Oh, no. It was, it was like my friends in college. We like going to horror movies. So, like, we all had a big friend group. It was guys and girls. You would call it a date. <laughs> I feel like that joke was premeditated and unprovoked. What is I'm happening? Forty chess. I see where you're coming for me, and I've already got the, the trap set. Well, it's not hard to see him coming because he's got a group of four other guys with him. But you know, <laughs> I roll deep on my dates. Sorry. That just means it's extra hard to get to first base because you got to defend. But ladies, don't you want to go out with some dudes? Who need to fight for your attention? What kind of fight? That's just reality shows. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to Love Island, Nashville. Yeah. The Bachelor is exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Love <laughs> Island, landlocked. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, there will be a Love Island like in a landlocked city. I'm sure of it. The Venn diagram <laughs> of people who watch those shows and know what is an island or not never touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like that one girl on Too Hot to Handle who was just like, what does your tattoo say? I don't know. I don't know. And then she's like, Australia, where is that? She's like, girl, no. Alaska's a country. What are we talking about? That. We're talking about exactly that. But also, <laughs> exactly that. I would consider myself in that category. Like, I should not be on those shows either. Where you're like, Archipelago, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Archipelago, I don't even like music. I definitely want the instruments. What? Hang on. Hang on. I have a few follow-up <laughs> questions to your tag joke there. Um, what musical instrument do you think you were making a pun of in that no, joke? No, acapella. Oh, okay. <laughs> acapella. Go acapella. God damn you, Mike. You've fallen into the classic trap God twice damn you again. you your 4D chest. <laughs> <laughs> First is never get involved in a land, in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well known as this. Well, you can arpelago fuck yourself. Let's move into the movie. Well, first thought. So, Mikey, you enjoyed it? Oh, um, at the time, <laughs> okay. I did like it. Mainly because at the time, there's not a ton of endings that go that bleak in wide range releases. Holy shit, this movie's a downer, man. There's a man. reason. Yeah. <laughs> this ending and sucks. I like the director, Frank Darabont. Frank Darabont. Once I saw that that's who directed this, I was like, everything makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you could tell he went on to do Walking Dead because like he steals half the cast to go do it <laughs> yeah, with him. Yeah, he does. Yes. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But as far as like a horror sci-fi, I thought it was very... Very serviceable and then the ending i was just like wow that was fantastic i loved the ending uh when i saw it in theaters because everyone well me and one other guy liked it one of my best friends from college liked it everyone else hated it walked out pissed cussed it up and down and i was just <laughs> like somebody went for it yeah man they really went for it my favorite part is after he i mean after the ending well you don't have to talk about it but the truck that drives by with the people it's the the first lady who goes out in the mist to go for her kids her and her kids survived. Yeah. I thought that was so clever. Yeah. And then 
now I watched I watched it I haven't watched it much because like it is kind of a debit downer. Oh you know yeah. This is the second time I've ever watched this movie. Both times I had to watch it for the podcast. Because the first time I hadn't seen it and it is the premise of the show, and it's just such a downer, I would never really want to watch it again. <laughs> Watching yeah. today, I still like the characters or whatever. I think it was an interesting group to go through an apocalypse. <laughs> and the concept is good. Yeah. But the CGI has aged quite so poorly. poorly yeah where Ugh. it looks like i'm playing resident evil 2 on my tv with this game and like people were posting the facebook group he's gonna hate the spider stuff and it's like it doesn't bother me when it looks like a hand-drawn cartoon killing people on the screen yeah well that's that's like in jumanji where it's clearly someone moving of like dragging <laughs> yeah. a spider on a thing yeah and those spiders have like human faces by their mouth that look human teeth they just look like kind of like bart simpson in the face and it, it looks was... like nightmare before christmas characters on yeah. some yes. level like which is not to say it's not a little creepy but it's like yeah 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 their bodies are like hyper realistic creepy and then their faces are cartoon creepy yeah yeah. It's just weird. And, and I do like that, like, it's a whole ecosystem that leaks into the planet where it's like they're not evil. It's just like this person, it's like a food chain. And it's like, you yeah. know, it's just creatures. It's the upside down going into the, you know, right side up. Yeah. It, it's cosmic horror 101, dimensionality and the convergence of the spheres. Yes. Yeah. I think it would have worked better what they're trying to do if it like lasted weeks instead of like hours. They're really only in the store, like, what, two and a half days, something like two that? Two and a half days, basically. Like, yeah. I would have liked that lady's cold to like really get culty with that's it. the scariest part of the movie for me is oh, yeah. um okay so first of all <laughs> the the pacing of this movie is interminable yeah because like roughly 85 minutes of action happens over two hours there are multiple scenes where I just wrote in my notes I'm like why are we still just close-ups yeah for like five whole minutes like why are we doing this yeah like not close-ups with dialogue that move the story forward nope. no issue with those close-ups she means just like looking at people yes like people reacting to what other people are saying but not while they're saying it like it's right literally nothing else except for just them on screen there's so much of that in this movie yes I guess my thing is like there is a way to do that and have it not feel like it's you know slowly taking your life away uh, but it's like <laughs> not to 50 <laughs> not to 50 but that's how I felt watching it because there are at least 50 of those yes like cutaways that would if you cut them not take away from the movie one iota nope and save us no joke six or seven minutes of runtime easily I really did like the grocery clerk's Truman Capote's journey of being like I am <laughs> oh, a yes. bagger and now I'm a badass dude yes Ollie, I did enjoy that I, I love this movie for that actor because he's great in it I've seen him in tons of shit and he is always like this side character who's like he's a character actor he's I great I was happy for him to get his day i Dude. was mad when he got ripped in half by that fog crab yeah i mean truman capote was no you're right but it's rare that like truman capote type movies come out where your lead is not supposed to be handsome right is i guess my point and ollie is a character actor who got a fucking leading man role in this and yes. unfortunately dies at the end but like i love it for that guy because he 
is so good in this. He is and great. And he saves them from the cult. Like, when he oh, kills yeah. her, I wanted him to be like, you'll thank me later, as he, like, runs out the door. Well, and he does thank him, and he's like, I had to. And he's like, yeah, that's why I thanked you. No, I mean, like, I, yelling to the cult behind Oh, to him. the people like, in the yeah. store? Yeah. 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 So for me, so the pacing is rough the cgi is rough yeah i hate the ending it's not the ending to the book by the way it's not Uh, the ending to the book has them like getting to a howard johnson and it's ambiguous i would have been fine with that they'll leave a light on for you yeah (laughs) i also would have been fine with with (laughs) there being five bullets in the car like i i get why you would want to kill yourself at the end of this movie but like yeah it just seems needlessly painful (laughs) like they play in such a way where like you know i'm always you know call me a boy scout or an optimist or whatever but like you know it, it do i have to call you a boy scout or an optimist or whatever i feel dirty doing that yeah no you just call me mikey or yeah, you guys do not have to take everything i say literally it's very annoying <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think it does try to like i don't know be a metaphor for like you shouldn't give up hope ever but like but then it ruins that at the end well they gave up hope page so the metaphor they put they are punished oh god it's so garbled ham-fisted i think stephen king loved the ending though he did i stephen king loves this adaptation yeah mm. i think frank actually asked for permission to do this ending he and, did and then stephen king was like yes i love that do it yeah he gave us permission he's like after shawshank you can just do whatever the fuck you want yeah no for sure and but <laughs> yeah. also there's a part of me that's like don't ever trust stephen king with an ending you know that's not his strong suit but like i i know i'm gonna piss a lot of people off by saying that but it is oh, known I yeah i think Every- my he said that at almost every Stephen King episode. Like, uh, I, I mean, I've heard Stephen King fans say that. Like, say that he can't do it. Um, my thing too, and I texted Todd about this earlier a little bit. For me, I wish there had been no monsters, or at yeah. least we'd never seen them. I wish we had never seen them because the unknown is so much scarier. If we had not seen a single monster until the giant tentacle sky spider at the end. I would have been thrilled because then I would have been like, what the hell is it? And that would have been way scarier for me because for movies and stories like this where people are put in very desperate situations and make desperate choices, that's the scary part for me. The cult is scary for me because I don't believe people are basically good. Um, I worked in retail. So I believe that people are easily persuaded and do desperate and scary things and get very, very selfish when they have the chance. Yeah, ladies. People. <laughs> people in general. Oh, right. Non-ladies. It, mo- ladies, non-ladies, <laughs> men, non-men, whatever. Uh, but like that, you know, soup of of human beings who are scared and selfish and trying to survive, that is one of the most terrifying things to me ever. And so I thought this movie was going to be really scary. And then there were all the weird close-ups that break the tension, and then the monsters looked all dumb. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man. It didn't look as bad in 2007, but it oh, for sure, sure shit looks real bad now. Yeah, it does not hold up well, because they didn't even try and do, like, practical... There's At one practical yeah. that like I off. didn't hear yeah. it mentioned in fun facts, but yeah, the piece they cut off is practical. You can tell from looking at it and it looks so much better it does. than the rest of it. Yeah. But that was one of those things where I'm like, man, if you can't really pull the effects off so that they look cool, 
not having anything is so much scarier. But this is that time frame where like they're like CGI is the future. It's going to be it's great. It's the future. And but they weren't quite good enough at it. And then the other part of it too, the other thing that's very of the time. I don't know if you remember cuz this is like 2007. Yes. During this time from like 2002 to 2007, there was a huge push to put like chanting music in movies. Oh man. Like it's in Troy, it's in everything from this period. Yeah. And so at the end when they're like driving past the abandoned school bus and it's like yeah 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 and I was like is this dune? What are we watching? Yeah, it is very dunish. It's such a weird choice. Now I will say I think it slaps in dune. It makes sense. It does slap in dune. It makes sense <laughs> but in dune. It doesn't make sense when you're in upstate Maine or whatever. It's also almost the only score in the movie. There's like no score That's and true. then there's that yeah. and you're like the fuck did this come from yeah it's I mean, wild i've been to the traditionally chanting part of maine i mean it's <laughs> <laughs> that's where they Red make the best quilts right <laughs> yeah yes i will take the lobster <laughs> yes um this is definitely not a cult that was the other thing too hey we all grew up in church stuff yes at a certain point there's some parts that she's like screaming stuff and she's like and the beast and i'm like okay that's revelation and then she's like and the scorpions come from the vials of the earth and i was like that's nothing i yeah. don't know what that is at all <laughs> She's just making shit up. Well, I like how the townspeople are like, she's basically the cat lady from The Simpsons. And they're Absolutely. like, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like the whole town initially is like, oh, she's crazy. We all know her. She's the crazy lady in town. And then by the end of the movie, like half of the town that's in the grocery store are like a part of her cult. But that's what I mean. Desperate people clinging for an answer. Like that's what's scary. And that's how cults work is they I catch know. people yeah, yeah, yeah. in moments of emotional weakness. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter anything. They can catch you in a moment of emotional weakness where you're like anything to have an answer, anything to have the security of an answer and to not live in ambiguity. And that's where it gets fucking dangerous because then they start killing people. Would you two have stayed in the grocery store? You mean survived this movie? No, well, I mean like in the beginning. <laughs> I, like I, 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 I probably would have stayed for like a day and then got kind of like, okay, they're animals. And then this cult is out here. I need to relocate. I definitely would have needed to get away from the cult. And and the other thing, too, is like until Ollie shoots her, I would not have any guarantee that the cult would not kill me like that. That cult is as dangerous as the outside I, at that point. I mean, maybe even more so because. Yeah, maybe even more so. Maybe you've got a chance outside. Yeah, they were able to drive pretty far. Like, yeah, I think that they could have found another shelter just as easily. I think the problem with that is you never know when you can travel through the mist. Yeah, because the animals are coming not all as one big pack. You know, they're coming in swarms right. and waves. So, like, it might be clear for seven hours, but you have no idea. You know. Yeah, for me, in in doomsday end of the world movies like this, people are always the most dangerous animal. I probably would have murdered that woman sooner. Same. I would have killed her in her sleep, and I wouldn't have felt bad about it at all. I'd have been like, "She's dangerous. We gotta go." I, I gotta think, go. I think I think yeah. I would go feral pretty quickly. Not like I would go feral pretty quickly. <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't think I would murder people unless I needed to. Yeah. Like if they were hurting other people, like. But I would see her as a danger, a hundred percent. Yeah. Especially as she started trying to take control of the group and controlling uh -huh. who could leave and when. Then I'd be like, uh-uh, no. I would have been like, well, if she's so faithful, 
well, let's throw her outside and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see if you survive. Well, it, but that's the thing, though. It's like there's a risk for anyone to turn into that person. That's why this is so scary to me, because it's like mm-hmm. anyone desperate enough. Well, <sighs> like anyone outside of yourself is fair game. And that goes for me too, you know? Well, I think the three people that become potential cult leaders in this movie early on are, of course, Bible Lady, who is just Jim Jones crazy, right? Yes. But Thomas Jane's character is also trying to get control of the group, and so is his neighbor, the uh, captain from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. The other two aren't necessarily, like, religiously leaning yet, but it could turn that way given enough time. It's just that Bible Lady is so nutty religious that it goes cult very fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a cult thing in general of like saying things that sound like they should be in the Bible, but they're not, and no one bothers to check. Oh, yeah, like the scorpions, yeah. Like the fucking scorpions. Yeah. I was like, was this the book from the Scorpion King? Like, what are we reading from? <laughs> I don't know if Scorpion King is horror, but I fucking love that movie. <laughs> it's not good. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, what a great movie, but I am going to be like, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, there's so many movies that we've done on this that are not good movies, but we're so much fun. <laughs> This will be fun. That I don't. I and I think Thomas Jane acts the shit out of this movie. Me too. Like him and the grocery store clerk are in a different movie where like everything there's good production. Him and Ollie. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They're so good. I mean, I don't really have any problems with any of the performances in this movie. It's really just the CGI that I think sort of takes me out of it a little bit. Oh yeah, I've seen better tentacles in tentacle porn. <laughs> I thought about that as I was watching this film. I was just like, oh, sexy. I didn't realize this movie was going to get so sexy all of a sudden. And then it rips that guy's shoulder off. And I was like, oh, I can't finish like this. Oh, I was like, I'm doubling <laughs> yeah, down. I was like, oh, shoulders. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you like shoulders, Paige? I Enough you like- to rip them off a person's body, Tom. <laughs> yeah, do you have any like- idea how good they might taste? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you're just doing your part to help global warming. And honestly, for that, Al Gore salutes you. So on the beach, we rented chairs with an umbrella, and then there's families around us or whatever. So all of a sudden, this umbrella starts rolling through. And I know we talked <gasps> on this podcast yes. about in- impalement. Yes. Because people get killed by umbrellas every year. So this dad and this girl, who is a cute girl, and her dad chases somebody. And I catch the umbrella, and then her mom comes up. So then- me and the dad and the girl are small talking. Like, where are you from? Oh, blah, blah, blah. My daughter, you know, I'm from Nashville. You blah, 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 blah. So we talked for about three <laughs> that's, minutes. That's Mikey-ish, by the way, not yeah, Simlish. Yeah, 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 it's Mikey plus Sims. We talked for three minutes, and I was like, oh, that girl's very attractive. Similar age, everything. So I sit down. My mom's like, me and her mom talked about y'all. Y'all should be together. What? Three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. Fuck. Really? Her mom was so much like my mom, where like I knew that she has been in two bad relationships. She's not actively dating right now. That she is a fifth grade teacher at a local school, and that. <laughs> and then my mom's like, "You may recognize my son because he's on the news a lot for his work, where he saves lives." And I was like, "Okay, oh, we gotta dial it all down." God, I love that. <laughs> that is amazing. You know, usually umbrellas only bring destruction, but today they brought two families together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard because the moms would like talk. So we, we were like next to each other for the rest of the week. We like, we all the family sat next, the family sat next to each other and they're like, hey, um, we talked that you should get her number. 
uh, before the end of the week and stuff. It was just, it's, I got her number. Did you guys like each other at all? <laughs> or was this just your mom being like, she was you go. very nice. Well, her mom as well. And then her and my mom and her mom like hunted shells together for like 10 minutes as well. Cause my, I, I was, it was un, I, she probably felt as uncomfortable as I did, which was just mm-hmm. like, our moms are pimping us out immediately to any single person on this beach. Yikes. She was very cute. She was very nice, very funny. Uh, I got her number. We've texted a little bit. I don't think she's super into me. We'll we'll find out. Mikey. <laughs> but did you find a dead crab? Over. <laughs> <laughs> that was all last week's romance in the pod. <laughs> Mikey, did you um, tell her about the podcast maybe? No. I want people <laughs> to like me. <laughs> Talking about a podcast is like, oh, I know. The biggest turnoff in the world. Bro, I know. Hey, you may recognize me, generic white guy from the South. I have a podcast. <laughs> and so they're going to assume it's Joe Rogan-ish. Yeah. Which everybody has their hobbies. As long as you're not hurting anybody, that's fine. But like, I have like legitimately 20 friends who just ran about politics on their own little podcast with 12 subscribers. And that's fine. But that's what people assume when you say you have a podcast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is a problem because like sometimes I don't tell people and then I'm like, I need a week off of work to go to Japan. And they were like, for fun. And I was like, no, they're paying me to be there. Yeah, <laughs> our sorry. podcast, you know, thanks to the listeners and, you know, Todd's hard work at production and Paige being funny and me, you know, just being that secret Having a sauce. microphone. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Being emotionally supportive. <laughs> Mikey, I knew the night we met you were perfect <laughs> for me. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I knew yeah. it. I just, because Mikey was being the Mikey we've grown to love over the last 250 <laughs> episodes or whatever. He had dropped his phone into a punch bowl <laughs> and was telling a lady like, her legs look nice. <laughs> like he was just being the Mikey he is. And I was like, I think I think I have fallen in love with him as a friend immediately. <laughs> it was like it was like kismet. Well, Todd and I do have a bit of a stuffy friend group sometimes. And so like I'm like in one room just being like blah, 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 and, then, and Todd's like that guy's cool and I'm like I, like, I can hear that guy yeah. talking <laughs> i can hear that guy talking he had a different girlfriend back then and so like yeah, all the girls hated her i forgot that you met crystal yeah okay so we get done carving pumpkins they leave and uh, every girl at the party's like i did not like her i hope they break up and i was like what <laughs> and then literally the next time i saw chris who was hosting that party i was like hey i'm moving to san diego with crystal well mm. the reason for not liking her was just that like she was being too critical of their pumpkin carving or something that was like sounded yeah how dare she she was like correcting <laughs> children who were carving pumpkins. Let me live my pumpkin artistic journey. Journey. <laughs> journey. There were definitely red <laughs> flags before I moved. I'll just yes. say that. Yeah. What is she, an expert gourd carver? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should get in this movie so we can go through it scene by scene. Let's do it. We open on a storm and Thomas Jane is painting movie posters, including the thing poster in the background, which is pretty fun. Well, it's the thing and gunslinger. The gunslinger, yeah. Yeah, gunslinger. I'll spoil a fun fact for you. They were all painted by the guy who actually painted those posters. No shit, really? <laughs> yes. All of them up there are uh, the thing, the fog, Christine, and uh, the gunslinger from Dark Tower. Uh, and uh, those were all painted by Drew Struzan. So he actually is also famous for painting the posters of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Harry yeah, Potter, The Thing, Blade Runner, and others. And so all of the posters in the studio at the beginning of the film are painted by him, as was the film poster for this film. That's awesome. That's pretty fun. Yeah. I like it. Do you know who doesn't like it? 
the Ents because they punched <laughs> through his window to punch out those fucking paintings. Yes. I laughed so hard. I forgot. I had forgotten a lot of this movie. That was the only time I laughed except for at the end when I realized I had to pause it and tell Natalie what happened before she watched it because it would break her heart. Oh. You should see in theaters. There are just people crying everywhere. And I was oh, like, I know. this is it's great. It's so sad. But Thomas Jane's screams at the end are so funny. Like, I feel bad for saying <laughs> that, but I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Paige, that's how men express extreme grief. Extreme yeah. grief. I like the one soldier who's in his hazmat suit shrugs his shoulders yes. while he's looking at Thomas Jane crying at the other soldier yes. even though there's four dead bodies in the car like he didn't just kill like yeah. figure it out guys come on now yeah they're standing there like what should we do he's on the ground screaming and he's just like oh god oh my god <laughs> there's no way he doesn't spend the rest of his life in jail for the murder of those people oh Todd that, that man is going to end his own life within yeah. a matter of hours and also yeah. I don't think they would I don't think they would arrest him oh under the uh, under these circumstances I'm sure they would wouldn't but no i mean i do think those soldiers would have been doing him a favor if they had just shot him todd i'm pretty sure he's gonna take a run at one of them to make them do it yeah like and that that's what happens mm -hmm. moments later yeah unfortunately it's, <laughs> it's a real bummer but the worst saddest most tragic part is that that land cruiser is ruined yeah and that's a vintage <laughs> land cruiser yeah it's a cherry ride as he would you never get the blood out of those seats so you can uh the brain's <laughs> trickier though well the brains are easy because they're like they don't soak in terrible horrific we should cool. not talk about no that. why did you say that with some authority in your voice because i bet mikey actually knows well I, oh, I have a funny story no tell me more <laughs> my friend's car got stolen one of the people who were riding in the car got shot through the shoulder the soldier the shoulder oh, in the car oh my god and there's blood everywhere and like a bullet hole with the car and then i had to like support her during her argument with insurance because they're like yeah we'll play for the we'll replace the scene do the detailing and then she's like no i want a biohazard cleaning of the car since the yeah, blood was everywhere yeah so there are people who do it. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Pulp Fiction. I I know who does it. Oh, that's a old reference, sir, but it still checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of another movie that features someone who cleans brain and blood out of upholstery? Yeah, the one with Amy Adams where she's sunshine cleaning. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one. It's a charming indie comedy about two women who go into the biohazard cleaning yes, who, business. I, I am familiar with the plot, but I've just never seen it. Yeah. Anyway, so Thomas Jane is painting in a very clingy t-shirt. He wears clingy t-shirts this whole movie, and thank you for that, Frank Darabont. I was going to say, when you're built like Thomas Jane, oh. your shirts just naturally cling. Like, he, he buys them two size too big. They just, like, want to get closer they to wanna him. They want to be closer. Yeah, they cling Why to him. I don't think he mourned his wife too much, is all I'm saying. Um, When he got to the hardware store or whatever, he was already giving her the eyes. And that's ten minutes before the mist, baby. <laughs> Paige is nodding her head, by the way. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. let her get away with not being on the record as being on my side for this. Oh no, I'm on your side for this. <laughs> I, I felt like at the end when they when he, he he drives by the house and he's like, I was supposed to fix the window and it's and his wife is all spider webbed. And that lady who he met in the in the hardware store is like, So you're single then is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I think you mean black widowed. <laughs> oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> but yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
because she's like got the kid and she's like, oh no, I'm so sad. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I was like, oh, so they're going to be together now. But then moments later, he shot her. So yeah, domestic violence is a problem and it does sometimes transfer to the next partner. Like if it's not addressed. Absolutely. Yeah. But Absolutely. they were asking for it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. If I had seen that shit, I would have been pill lady <laughs> in the back of the store. That's where I'm I, at. I, I will not give up. I would have gone forward. But that puts me in an awkward spot where like the four people I'm traveling with would be like, we're going to check out in this hopeless situation. I'd be like, I'm going to go forward till I'm murdered by monsters. And then like, that's what I would do too, Mikey. And so you can be like, can y'all get out of the car to do this? Well, the car was out of gas. So the car wasn't going to go anymore anyway. Right. But like, I don't want to get out of the car to face the monsters and also listen to that. Like, I'm the one who's deciding to stay. So they need to get oh, out of the car. Yeah, yeah. So if you were Thomas Jane, you would have been like, would you guys mind ste stepping out of the car and just lining up and I'll just shoot you one by one? I just don't want to <laughs> dirty up the car. I'm going to sleep when you guys are eternally sleeping. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and I don't want the car to get dirty. I might have taken my chances with the monsters. Because I feel like most of those deaths are pretty fast. Very fast. Uh, I mean, the spiders, not so much, though. And I don't like spiders. Like, you know how I feel about I spiders. I don't like spiders. And the anaphylaxis looks pretty brutal. I need, like, a big old fog crab or one of those big tentacle mm -hmm. sky spiders. Yeah. Like, Ollie, it's very sad that he dies, but his way is probably the fastest. Yeah, that dude gets ripped full in half by yeah. a giant fog crab. Is like a praying mantis. I feel like all the monsters in this movie are like if you took a bucket to a tide pool and then just like shook it up and dumped it out, that's the monster. <laughs> Cosmic horror is how people typically say it. Yeah. They're not that. I mean, they're like, oh, it's an evil bug. Oh, it's an evil spider. <laughs> it's an evil oh, bug. it's an evil oh. praying mantis. Oh, it's an octopus. Like, give me some real cosmic horror and make them all different colors besides like puke gray. Yeah, they were all kind of like weird purple gray. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have been here for like in the ritual with the yoga tune yeah that kind of shit the only ones that were cosmic were like the big brontosaurus ones yeah the big ones with the tentacles the the cthulhu moose or whatever yeah anyway he sees the storm and he's like this seems like a bad storm we should go to the basement and then the ants destroy his studio because i guess they didn't like his paintings yeah yeah stomp they come up the next day <laughs> and they're like oh shit that tree like fucked up our house and also the boathouse now we got to talk to the neighbors. It's like a whole thing. And there's tension with the neighbor. We don't fully know why he hates the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which he shouldn't because he's awesome in everything he's in. He is awesome. I think it's a property line dispute. Like they sort of talk about that being an issue. There's some sort of lawsuit thing that we hear about. But we don't know what it is. Yeah. So like obviously the tree falling on the boathouse that he, he wanted to have him remove the tree because it was dead. But that's brand new because that just happened. So that lawsuit that he mentioned right. from like a year ago, that was something else. I, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I got the vibe that it was like property line related also, yeah. but I have no idea because it seemed like they were neighbors who didn't like each other because of like neighborly disputes, but not like they hated each other, hated each other. Hey, as somebody who had real shitty neighbors for the last like 10 years, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that Paige's neighbors who she can now talk about? Yeah. Because she's safe from... God, they were bad. And like the last day I moved out when I was collecting my keys, I went to like the one neighbor that I liked to say goodbye. 
And I was like, yeah, part of the reason we're moving is because they bought like the people who lived above us. They bought their kids roller <laughs> roller skates and basketballs and let them play with them in the house over our heads as we were sleeping. <laughs> and the neighbor that I like just pointed at them and went, you got no class. It's <laughs> one of the best things I'd ever seen. Anyway. He's going to go to the hardware store to get a sealant and new glass and stop at the grocery store yeah. so that they can get food because obviously the storm is going to put some power out. It's going to be an issue, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but first he's going to go talk to the neighbor and the neighbor's car has been destroyed by a tree. And I do think that he is trying to be nice where he's just like, hey, that sucks. I'm sorry. You know, let's go into town. We'll figure stuff out. You yeah. know, it's a storm. Nobody's doing great. You I know, think whatever. once Thomas Jane realized that his car got destroyed and he's like, shit, man, we're all in the same boat. Like, let's just, yeah. you know, be civil to each other. Like, that's why I think it like whatever happened a year ago wasn't like earth shattering, life changing bad. It was just like a property line dispute or some shit like that. Because in this moment, they there is some like general kindness between them, like societal. We're just people in society. Let's yeah. be nice to each other kind of kindness I'm a dude you're a dude Yeah let's go be dudes together But it also is a way to make Him ride in Thomas Jane's Like perfect for This horror movie apocalypse mm -hmm. Car yep. <laughs> Anyway they head out To the grocery store he stops to Call uh, I believe his wife just To let them know where they are and The boy his son Bill Big Bill heads in with Mr. Norton, the neighbor. Yeah. Once they get inside, we find out that the power is out of the store, which means all the check stands are out. You need to pay by cash or check, which is a nightmare in and of itself. But that's why it's taking so long for people to get through in the lines. Yeah. But they make their way through the store. There seems to be plenty of stuff for everybody. They're just picking up the essentials. As they're there, a handful of soldiers come in and they're looking for items their bus is going to leave in 30 minutes these are supposed to be soldiers going on leave we will find out what's that what's that guy who looks like a vampire's deal like I, i've seen him in other stuff before he was on smallville for like ever that's i'm surprised you don't recognize him from smallville the one person who watched every season of smallville i don't understand why we have to personally attack me that's fine it's not you <laughs> it's smallville <laughs> when you like genre stuff back in the day you took what you got that is true. Like when Smallville came out, like there, like Marvel wasn't a thing in movies or any of that shit. Yeah. Anyway, so the military police show up and they're like, "Leaves are canceled. Uh, move it or lose it, dudes." And they're like, "We're gonna lose it. <laughs> like we're gonna stay in the store." Yeah, we're not gonna end up spiders to a wall like I've been taken by an alien. MP. It, it is very alienist. I feel the worst for that death. Like I, oh, I think that yeah. would be the worst Ooh. way to go. Oh yeah, I don't understand how anybody gets pregnant. <laughs> Least of all vampires. Should I we mean, <laughs> relitigate the vampire pregnancies? I mean, he was kind of dressed like he wanted it. What, Paige? Why would you say that? <laughs> Fuck you! Oh you set God. me up for that, you bastard! <laughs> ah, you forty checks, forty checks. Oh God! Well, you know, MP stands for multiple pregnancies going on in my body. <laughs> the warning signs were there, Paige. <laughs> they were indeed. Anyway, they hear a series of sirens coming down the street very fast. They see a lot of police pass the front of the store, which. For me, here's my problem. Here's why I'm going to die in this apocalypse. Uh, because at that point, I'd be like, ooh, high-speed chase. And I'd like, can we watch it on our phones? Like, you know, terrible. In 2007, no, you couldn't have. But 
now you 100% could, yes. But you know now there would be TikTokers getting snatched up in the mist left and right page. Oh my God, so much. Yeah. Bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. <laughs> snatched by a fog crab. Exactly. Like that is how we would learn the apocalypse is happening. And the fog crab is just tearing them in half. Like, why did you spell it sex? Just say sex. <laughs> like that kind of shit. But then the air raid siren sounds, which we don't really have. Oh, we do. I have a siren in yeah. my alleyway right here. Ugh. And the first Saturday of the month, they test it at noon. And every time I'm scared to death. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear them testing it from my house, too. Yeah. 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 Not Mikey's. There are other ones. <laughs> are you sure you're not just in Mikey's alleyway? Like, love me, please. Love, love me. Love me. Mike, say you love me. And that's why I have a cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> For all them cows. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Anyway, so the cattle prod alarm goes off. And at that point, everyone else is like, oh, shit just got real. Like, what? And ev people just freeze in the store. And at this point in the movie, I'm like, oh, this might be good. Because, yeah. like, this is very scary. And that is how people would react. Just like, what do I do? And it really is. Like, everything is almost business as usual. I mean, obviously, like, yes. no internet. So, like, there are th some things that aren't working normally. But... Everything is civilized. The air raid siren goes off and then people start to like lose it immediately. You know, like that is yeah. the moment things start to like, oh, this is not a normal storm kind of a situation. Yeah. And then when that guy runs in with blood on him, like, dude, this like cold open, if you will call it that, is so good. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. And this is something that the, the Walking Dead was great about. Yeah. Like. Don't get me wrong. It fell off after a while. There were things that they changed that weren't great. But at its best moments, The Walking Dead really tapped into the desperation of the remaining humans yeah, and mm -hmm. how that could be so dangerous. I feel like The Last of Us does a great job with it also. Like it's a zombie movie staple or an apocalypse movie staple. But in this moment, I could absolutely like picture myself in that store going, what's out there versus how crazy are these people going to get? Yeah. How fast can I run? What can I take with me? What do I need? Just like, yeah, right. Like running through my head. of Like, OK, how do we survive? Whatever this is. Yeah. But then imagine having your child there. Like none oh, of us have kids. But like, I can only imagine that that would make it so much worse. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, and, and like I was at the water park with my godson this past weekend. And like all I could think is like you would just scoop them up and run. Yeah. And what else could you do? That, yeah. You know, like, anyway, as you mentioned, a guy runs into a, a law and order regular, runs into <laughs> the store covered in blood. Oh, we also, he was on Walking Dead also. Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. All of these Half people. the cast. Half yeah. the cast, really. Well, Thomas Jane, Jane was almost Rick Grimes. Burned fun facts. He would have oh, been a great he Rick been Grimes a good too. Rick yeah, mm -hmm. but he was like a movie star at this time, so he was. He was. They probably could not afford him. I would guess. Anyway, so bloody guy runs in screaming, and he's like, yeah. "There's something in the fucking mist. It just took this other dude, and I got away. And holy shit, stay inside!" And then he's like, "Lock the door! Lock the door! Lock the door!" Because they're like watching the mist slowly, sort of come. It like it does a yeah. really good job of building the tension because the the mist is like coming to the parking lot, and you see people running like through cars trying to get to the door, and like hear people getting snatched when they like are no longer 
seeable in the mist it is yeah. like pretty fucking scary it is but can i tell you what i thought it was that for me was infinitely scarier um a little about me i don't implicitly trust the government because i've read too much about mk ultra and how they well, like attach radios to cats and shit but this is also a you should not trust the government 100 like, percent. project arrowhead caused this but think of the innovation <laughs> what <laughs> innovation <laughs> we're able to take the mist and power our cars for four to six hours longer. Great. Thank you. Um, I did not think it was going to be cosmic horror. I thought this would be much more along the lines of bioweapon, where if you breathed it in, it then was either psychoactive or altering and would kill you, which that's a real thing that they tested in San Francisco in the 60s. So like that, like that, I, I thought it was that. And I was like, this is about to get fucking real. This is about to be some real scary shit. And then no, it was monsters. But like, I love that Paige watched this like she was in the band Rage Against the Machine and was let down <laughs> when it wasn't government. <laughs> warfare on its own civilians although i'd argue it, <laughs> it is. is yeah it is it that is sort it's, of it's just a, a heightened monster version of a very real thing that the government did to people <laughs> it is a they dug too deep kind of fuck up not a let's test biological chemicals on our citizenry kind of fuck up yeah yeah let's just spray things around the bay and see what fucking happens <laughs> there's so many people yeah mikey there are a lot of people that doesn't mean we shouldn't test on them i'm against animal testing just people testing oh god it was it was testing for bioweapons and mind control they were it was when they were testing lsd is when yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they infected a lot of people so they had a good trip yeah i believe it's called operation sea breeze let me double check if you want to google it oh that's my favorite flavor of wine cooler i still have not recovered from when you told me your go-to snow cone flavor was wedding cake oh yeah that was there's wild. gotta be other people who like wedding cake snow cones we'll find out tomorrow when that episode drops on romance in the pod uh it was operation midnight climax so <laughs> <laughs> oh, way wilder name than i predicted god i love how horny that is that's amazing i'm on that operation every week you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's what i thought it was gonna be a zombie movie from the government you know like uh planet terror or whatever yeah anyway the whole earth rumbles they have like an earthquake um the windows shatter a little bit or at least crack yeah one or two of them do yeah um but then it stops and they decide that they're going to kind of stay there except for carol who wants to get home to her kids she was one of the best parts of the walking dead i like that they gave her the same costume and haircut uh, she's <laughs> the same person yeah. except she made it and got her kids this time yeah i'm not at all surprised she got a like main role on a tv show forever after this movie because she's oh, so yeah. good in For, this. and not only in that one like i think she's in one of the spinoffs too like oh Home yeah Girl no, working i'm sure she's like the mariska hargitay of the walking dead <laughs> <laughs> she's so good in this though man she's great so good. i do love that we see her at the end oh yeah i i when she walked into the mist I was like she survives I don't know how I knew but yeah. I was just like Carol always survives <laughs> you go get him Carol that's right but she needs to go home because she left her kids home and there's a baby and an eight-year-old and I was like that's a bad idea yeah um well and she knows it's a bad idea yeah yeah that's why she was like I gotta go home yeah and she's like no one will help me you could all rot in hell and somebody should have gone with her if he had gone with her well I think that's what the movie is saying at the end had yeah. you made the right choice at the beginning you and your son would be alive right now is what that's saying yeah 
before he runs at one of those soldiers and then gets shot by them. That's absolutely what, like, we cut the movie right before that happens. Yeah. So we meet, like, everybody in the store, which is useless because there's way too many of them and we will never keep track. Oh, yeah. And they constantly die. At one point, uh, I forget what his name, it was like Alphonse or whatever, and I was like, who's named Alphonse? And then that guy died. I was like, oh, apparently that guy. All right. Paige, there's so many characters. I don't know who what anyone's name is and half of the cast was wearing name tags. Like, I have Oh, my no- God. I didn't even think about like, that. Yeah, I never know character names, and I love it that way. Uh, how did how did we feel about the middle manager? That's like I'm going to mark you down for drinking a beer, bro. It's the fucking apocalypse. Fire me, fucker. I'm calling out. I loved how Ollie was like, "Yeah, you can write me up, but just shut the fuck up." Yeah, like I'll take a demerit or whatever, asshole. This store isn't going to be standing in two days. Yeah, like I'm on break. Yeah, like whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so we meet everyone and everyone's just kind of like chilling out, taking painkillers or taking anti-anxiety medication (laughs) because somebody has some, which will come into play later. One person does take a Valium, Valium, yeah. But I mean, everyone's sort of like, okay, we've got food here. How do we stay hold up in this Right. As safely as possible. But like no one is really hyper concerned yet. No. They're like thinking it's like a mill explosion and all sorts of stuff. They're like, it's radiation. And I'm like, well, that glass wouldn't help with that guy. Well, and but they'd they'd also be breathing it in because the like the doors aren't airtight. But that's why when I initially was like, oh no, it's toxic. And then they were just like, close the doors. I was like, that won't fucking help. But then it's not. It's not toxic. It's monsters. Anyway. Of course, because if it if it was like that page, it wouldn't be in a Stephen King movie because then that would be the problem, not the breakdown of society being the problem, which is like what he loves to write in his stories, which he's really good at. Well, but that's the thing. It would potentially still be the breakdown of society. It would just be a zombie movie. That's fair. Anyway, so we cut to Thomas Jane is going to go check out the generator in the back because he's trying to get blankets for his son, moving blankets, which, by the way, if you ever have to sleep in a pinch and there's moving blankets shockingly comfortable yeah they actually are not bad i've done that in a pinch uh when <laughs> in some dark times in my life but the reason he goes back there is to get those he only yeah. notices that the generator's on which they still have power so they don't, it doesn't need to be on necessarily and it's smoking so something's well, wrong their power's not on it's the generator is powering parts of the store to keep the food fresh but it's not functioning properly okay yeah but the street lights are on later but that's a different grid because they, they talk about they're like maybe we could patch into it but then we'd have to go outside uh, okay yeah, okay 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 makes sense but yeah moving blankets the mattress of the desperate yes anyway so uh he goes to turn off the generator and the lights go out and he feel he hears something kind of pushing against the loading dock door yeah now we cut inside to Marsha Gay Harden chewing all the scenery. It's like the scenery God. is her communion. <laughs> this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me because she is just like, and lo, he doth rain scorpions yeah. from the heavens. And you're just like, what book is she reading? Like, she is chewing all of the wafers in this movie, my yeah. man. Like, <laughs> Mouthful of communion awesome. wafers. She, I love her. She's great in everything she's in. And Always great. I truly hate her character in this movie movie but she does such a great job playing this character oh she's amazing yeah and her character to me is terrifying yeah same for very specific reasons this is one of the most scary things to me so when ollie shoots her i was like 
Yes. Oh, thank God. Ollie's the best. (laughs) He just saved a bunch of lives. I know. (laughs) I hope he never dies in 30 seconds. Oh, no. Yeah, well. (laughs) Justice for Ollie. (laughs) Ollie, oops. (laughs) I mean, that that was his Rudy moment. Like, they might as well have, like, lifted him in the store and been like, Ollie, Ollie. But, like, that's as good as it's going to get for him. But instead, they picked up his legs and put him down on the manager's desk. And then they, <laughs> Thomas Jane picked up the other guy's legs and put that down on the manager's desk. I, I know what you're talking about. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> like the jerseys. Yeah. Well, that's what that fog crab was doing. He was just trying to lift him <laughs> higher than the rest of the teammates. Because you all know that famous crab man song. Can you lift him higher? I am a fog crab and I have these giant claws. I loved, first off, obviously, I loved what you just sang, Paige. Amazing. 10 out of 10. What I was going to say, and I do love, is when you and I started singing, the first thing Mikey did was pick up his phone. <laughs> every time. Every time. I'm like, well, I can't add to this. I've been doing this enough years now to know that I can't just like jump in with a, I'm not Wayne Brady or whatever the fuck you guys want me to be. Scott, Stop. you can't prove to me that the song higher is not about the mist (laughs) you can't it's about the fog crap except i'm 80 well i guess the book was out to a place where evil bees yeah are those lyrics (laughs) i don't know (laughs) nobody knows oh no one knows we'll have to get an archaeologist on it Archaeologists to read the ancient cave paintings that Creed songs are written off of. What? Have to unfurl the scrolls on those. (laughs) Would you eat an alien giant crab? Because I think I would. Yes. Well, how much butter do we have? So we have a grocery store full of butter, Paige. (laughs) Is it good butter? Or I'm actually I'm not normally a crab person, but I feel like for victory, yeah, I would too. For victory, I don't like seafood. Yeah, but who knows if I like cosmic food yeah that's true all they gotta do is kill one of the big crabs break it up wear it as armor and then they can move around between buildings I, that sounds like you want to make some sort of fog crab gundam and i'm here for it <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> you guys want to read my spec script for the miss sequel called fog crab gundam <laughs> Yes, I do. Weird cosmic crab zord. I honestly just want to see the gear up animation they do Sailor Moon style for you. <laughs> it's just yeah. me duct taping animal parts to my body. And then but no, you got to spin around and be naked for a noises. second first like Sailor Moon eek, eek, and then eek. you get the crab parts. Yeah. So if you guys out there want to animate <gasps> that. Oh my free. God. Sailor Moon. Crabs are in the ocean. Follow the money. <laughs> So the mist is bad. People die in it or whatever. It's like a thing. <clears throat> this movie is a real downer. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why we're like, hey, can we talk about anything other than the sadness this <laughs> movie makes us feel? It doesn't make me feel sad. I really want to die to a Resident Evil 2 creature. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your ideal death creature? Snoo Snoo. <laughs> Snoo snoo. Bring me some Philip Mignon and Champagne. I want to try to fight Godzilla and be murdered by him. Yes, just a beam of radiation to the face. You want to fist fight a dinosaur that's as tall as a building, Mikey? (laughs) I'm sorry, Todd. Did you just hear how fucking cool the sentence you just said was? (laughs) 
wait, a dinosaur? Wait, are you the same size wearing your intimidation crab Gundam armor? No, I'm just <laughs> on him with like a hunting knife, like trying to stab him over and over again, and I just fall off eventually and die. <laughs> I oh. honestly would laugh, but also be like, honestly, respect him for taking it to yeah, the beast. Respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a losing yeah. battle, but he made the honorable step. Talk about this. I'm also wearing a GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we would learn about the apocalypse. Mikey trying to battle it one-on-one on TikTok. Just think about me jumping on Godzilla's head, wearing a GoPro, and taking a piss on him. <laughs> <laughs> just Calvin and Hobbes style just like USA USA <laughs> if you nerds out there don't make a Calvin and Hobbes style bumper sticker I'll be livid I need to see it I want to see the back of Mikey pissing on the top of Godzilla's head but like from the back like the Calvin and Hobbes thing you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah I want it now oh. I want it on someone's body by midnight <laughs> <laughs> tattooed tattooed yes. on my back You have our permission to get that tattooed on you That and only that I mean you could tattoo other things I don't know your life but you I don't know. care what you tattoo on you Yeah I think I'd be killed by Predator That'd be cool Were we talking about that? <laughs> I'm so sorry Yeah no just which, which cosmic creature do you want to kill you And I say Predator Oh shit mine's gonna be weird mm-hmm. Jamiroquai <laughs> That's not a cosmic creature <laughs> He's just a cosmic meal. Yes. Uh, yo. Uh. From another galaxy. I want to jump in a Sarlacc pit. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, because Boba Fett's going to save me. Okay, though. Hey, Boba Fett. <laughs> I like how Paige is like, yeah, I can make that sacrifice yeah, what's up? for that Boba Fett dick. What's up, Boba Fett? I want to be killed by a creep. What's a creep? Night of the Creeps, bro. Oh, yeah, from Night of you want to be killed by a turd being pulled across a front lawn? No. Yeah, a fish line turd. <laughs> <laughs> Please understand, I love Night of the Creeps, but that is what that looks like. <laughs> or do you want to ki- be killed too? the soundtrack of TLC's Creep? Ooh. So I creep. Because I'm going to kill you right now. (laughs) Because nobody ever has to know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how I want to (laughs) die. Serve my face with butter. I am a fog crab. Eat my claw with butter cream. God, we're just <laughs> yeah. riding this Red Lobster ad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. When eating at fast casual restaurants, your family needs the cheddar baby skits. We are going to get sued by Scott Stapp, but not for the reason we should. <laughs> Let's eat cheddar baby. Come on. <laughs> Let's go there. Let's make this mistake. <laughs> Should we eat at Red Lobster? Absolutely not. We should never go to this place. <laughs> We're way off track. They're they're in the fucking grocery store. And the mist is trying to get through the loading dock. And it's like, go around. But, you know, it won't. <laughs> but Thomas Jane hears like what sounds like 
animals like brushing up against the loading dock like gate. Yeah. That you can't see through, but you know, that like metal thing that like rolls up. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so he goes out and he's like, I heard something back there. And they're just like, no, you fucking didn't. And I was like, who the fuck are these assholes? We are, There's a death mist outside. And they're just like, I bet nothing spooky has happened. What? <laughs> like, yeah, come on now. The level of like, nah, that like <laughs> goes on in this movie is ridiculous. I mean, that is until shit actually like hits the front w- like windows because then everyone's like, oh, we're fucked. We're dying here. But like for the next 30 minutes or maybe 20 minutes of the movie, it is really just like Thomas Jane like, no, I heard something or no, a kid died and everyone going, no, he didn't. No, you didn't hear anything. Whatever. Um, <laughs> here's what's what baffles me, right? Because there's that one guy who's just like, nothing's out there and don't condescend to me. And he like won't believe shit that Thomas Jane has to say. Yeah. But then later when Marsha Gay Harden is just like, and the scorpions will fall from the sky. He's like, yes, the scorpions. Tell me all about the scorpions. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> like, come on now. Yeah. And they pour their vials of scorpion juice onto the land. Onto the land, yes. Scor- scorpion juice? I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, that, she might as well have said that. Revelation be wild. <laughs> <laughs> and the scorpion had seven backs and seven scrolls and seven hills and seven ladies. And they ate on the tree and the tree and the ground and the ground and the <laughs> Oh, my God. I think this movie would have been better if there was a soundtrack of just grocery store Muzak in the background the whole time. <laughs> See, I was picturing our grocery stores always play like old 90s stuff. So like you're shopping and it's just like, look into my eyes. Can't you see the open wide would alive to you, baby? And you're just like, no. And I'm buying wheat thins. Yes. The raptor birds are like flying through the front window and it's just like, love me, love me. Say that you love me. Are we at the point where the bugs come? No, we at, we're at the point where the tentacles are about to come. Bro, we barely Bugs have like started talking about the movie. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I need you two to stop singing. We haven't even <laughs> been singing that much. We just talked a lot about crabs. Yeah, most of it was in a song. So I'm just going to say. <gasps> no, you were the one that wanted to make a crab Gundam. You realize That's that different. that is a baller thing to do though Paige right you don't see me complaining (laughs) I was not complaining but now we're talking about the things we were sidetracked off of instead of (sighs) getting retracked I just want this episode to end (laughs) well then stop (laughs) sidetracked you can't see the gaslight because of the mist out there (laughs) I have ADHD we all do Mikey it's not an excuse we literally all do I'm not medicated. Neither am I. I recently had to stop my meds because they were making me nauseous and I have yet to meet with my psychiatric physician again. Do you know why that is? Because you need to eat food with your medication. (laughs) A grape and a half ain't going to do it. But I put it in the grape. Is that not what you're (laughs) saying? I have to put it in cheese or I spit it out. Unfortunately, Todd, I'm grape first, then pill. (laughs) Controversial take. No, no. I'm just joking. <laughs> Wait, we're doing it again. All right, Paige, say the thing about the movie. Okay, so he's the, nobody believes him, and then he's like, "Come out to the thing, and you know, look at the loading dock." And they're like, "I don't hear shit." And then the young kid is like, "Well, 
f- Norm, the bag boy, is like, well, I'll just go out there and see. And they're like, you can't go out there. I'm like, that's rule number one of death mist is like, don't go outside. Yeah, don't go into the death mist. Yeah. But the reason they want to go out or they're sort of like asking him to go out is to clear the like vent leading to the generator because that was right. causing the problem or whatever. That's why it was like overheating or yeah. whatever it was. Uh, yeah. And, and so he's just, Norm is the kid's name. It's just like, I'll go. It's not a big deal. It'll be fine. And at this point, like, some creepy shit has happened. We don't have any confirmation outside of that guy coming in and saying something bad happened, right? Right. So, like, I definitely would not go outside under these circumstances. But I could see if I was, like, a dumb kid, I might. Yeah, no, this is a situation where I'm like, yeah, you can go outside. Uh, You can walk around the camp that definitely has a machete killer. I'm going to yes, stay over here. Exactly. Like, I've seen too many movies to fall for this shit. And, but everyone he talks to in this movie about it is like, you're not making me fall for that shit. And I'm like, have y'all never seen a movie? Like, I know they're movies and that's not real life, but it's enough to make me be like, lock your doors and don't go the fuck outside. Yeah. Like, we're just going to stay here. Right. Stay here and see if we can start a cult. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, they open the roll door and the mist stays kind of stationary outside the door, which is actually a really cool effect. It is It took so them a cool. long time to figure out how to do it because that's a practical effect. I know. That's why it looks so so good yeah. Paige it's like yeah. the only one that looks that good <laughs> that water vapor is real yeah it is real and they had to alter the temperature in one room versus the room outside and the pressure front between them and so they would have to like close the door seal it and then like adjust the temperature in each room and then turn on the fog machine and then open the door and they could only do it for a little bit at a time but to me that's fascinating that's like a that's really cool. cool thing that they did it's, it is honestly cool and it looks amazing it looks amazing but it's about to get real sexy up in here because tentacles come out and they try to like <laughs> grab our boy norm they do grab your our boy they norm. do grab yeah. norm uh, and they start ripping his skin off because they're like tentacles that have claws, which is real fucking freaky. It is real freaky. Like I, this character design is creepy to me. The bugs yeah. and stuff, not that creepy. But this is, oh, no, creepy. Give me suction cups or give me death. Okay. <laughs> but suction cups with teeth? Well, Mikey loves teeth. I do like teeth, but I don't like tentacles. So it's like, um, you know, I'm not into tentacle stuff either, honestly. Like, it's not Age for me. Is very into tentacles, it seems. What? No. Like, what? <laughs> I do wish sometimes that this was a video podcast because your face would have led people to believe <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that people you at were home. super into looking at Todd and I being like, we're not into tentacles. I'm and she's sorry. like, what the I, fuck? I was very deep in thought. <laughs> I know. We could tell. She gave me a disgusted look when I said, I'm not into tentacle porn. And she's like, what is it? What do you, why? <laughs> <laughs> that was, the look was not in response to you. It was, it was me picturing tentacle porn and being like, hmm. Mm. Sure it was, but I like my yeah. you know, like, I like my tentacles with suction cups like octopuses. Pussy, oh, okay. Oh, so you're into the porn if it's got suction cups? Okay, got it. No, but I think it's cool that they can like. I like the sound that suction cups makes. Can you do that one more time? There's nothing I love more than a Mikey sound effect. Like it is like a top ten thing in my life. 
See, my, mine is asking a question and getting an instant Mikey answer that you didn't expect, like Borg Queen. Yeah, it's the best. Literally, <laughs> this is exactly the conversation we were <laughs> having the first know? night I met Mikey, and I was like, I love this dude. You know the sound I'm talking about yes. when you like, a bunch like, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course, yes, I have know. ears. I've watched octopuses solve problems on YouTube. We shouldn't be eating them. They're too smart. I had a friend who uh, had an octopus as a professor. There's a whole TV show about it. There's a whole documentary about it. (laughs) This is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. (laughs) Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Horror Virgin here. (laughs) Talk about Factor. (laughs) Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby Uh slash second job called podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much work for you. (laughs) Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. (laughs) Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, those redneck guys, they don't help. They don't help. Nobody helps. Everyone's <laughs> Literally nobody helps them except for Ollie. And Ollie does it after a bit. Like, Thomas Jane goes almost immediately and everyone like takes a beat before they do anything. Yeah, because it's it's like super hot and they don't want to like ruin the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Paige, I knew you were into tentacle shit. Anyway, so the tentacles are like ripping like pieces of his skin off. Nobody's really helping. They're trying to pull him back. They can't. Thomas Jane gets an axe or rather Ollie breaks the glass to get the axe. Thomas Jane takes it. Cuts off one of the pieces of the tentacles as they close the door. But Norm gets pulled out, man. There's no, because at that point they're like, there's no way we can save him. We can't cut the tentacles off without killing him. Yeah. And it's all, it's stronger than us. It's real sad though. Like it's terrible. I feel bad for Norm. Tentacles have a very strong pull on people like Paige. (laughs) It's more of a, you know what? It's more of a. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get it. It's like the bubble wrap of the scene. Anyway, all all of the other, the the dumb dudes are like, sorry, we doubted you. How the hell were we supposed to know there was danger in the mist? And it's like, well, the bloody guy told you. Like, Yeah, it literally is the biggest I fucking told you so moment ever. Ever. Yeah. And... He was like, well, how the hell was I supposed to know what you meant? And I was like, what? Yeah, he's like, I thought you meant like a big bird or something. Like, no, what? What are we talking about? Anyway, so Thomas Jane is mad because he's like, I'm covered in that kid's blood and it didn't have to happen, but you guys were stupid, but oh well. Yeah, he punches them. 
He does, yeah. Because wouldn't you? Why not? Very yes. punchable face. No, I didn't know that kid. I mean, whatever. I have my own kid to worry about. True. Mikey clearly sees himself as Thomas Jane in this movie. Thomas Jane did too much. He was doing too much. I would have been like, all right, that's my kid. Most important thing that I'm going to do is just protect this kid. That teenager, I told him not to go out there. He went out there. And at that point, I'm done. Yeah. I, I think he did it more to keep the thing from coming in. Same. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, I know that's what people want to see in that kind of porn, but like. they go out into the store and everyone's like hey where's that uh bag boy and they're like and they're like why are you covered in blood (laughs) so now he pulls a shirt off the rack in the store and they're like okay we gotta fucking tell people i guess um but this is what amanda the lady he sort of leaves the store with uh is like I mean, because she's the one who's like, what happened? Why are you all bloody? And he's like changing in front of her. And she's just like, okay, I'm going to hang out with this dude way more from here on out. Right. um, Because damn. Yeah. And she does. You see her next to him the rest of this movie. Oh, yeah. So they then are like, okay, we got to talk to uh, people. We'll talk to my neighbor because like people listen to him. He's a lawyer, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, uh, so we just went out there to the loading dock and there's some fucking tentacles and shit. And he's like, do you think I'm fucking stupid? Like what? And there's a part of me that's like, bro, we don't know what is out there. Like it's an evil death mist. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And he's like, nope, no tentacles. I don't fucking believe you. You're an asshole. Like, it's uh, this whole thing. He was a little unrealistic about his reaction to it. Well, I, Thomas Jane does get in his face a little bit, which is not great and, and doesn't help for True, sure. But like, if five people are telling you something happened yes. in this type of situation, right? like, I get that it sounds crazy. You've never heard the term cosmic yes. horror. Like, I get it. But- Why would they lie? Well, okay. So here's, I'll play devil's advocate for a moment. Okay. Here. All right, Captain Holt, let's go. Let's go. Bad shit happens. Yeah. People freak out. And sometimes that leads to them not having the best judgment and spiraling out of control over what they may or may not have seen. And sometimes that is catching. Sure. And it's very easy to radicalize a whole group of people behind something that is maybe not as realistic when they're in this heightened state. No, yeah. That's why in this film, you would cut to me in the background eating Ben and Jerry's pints one after one in the background. Just saying, the power's out. We're going to lose it. We've we got to eat, eat it now. we got to eat it now. <laughs> the tonight <laughs> dough. we got to eat it tonight <laughs> dough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really funky monkey weather outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really cherry-ishing this Cherry Garcia. <laughs> Those monsters seem really pistachioed off. <laughs> 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 I wish we were on a peanut butter world. That's my favorite flavor. Sorry. Mm, oh, you're going to go out mm. to the mist? That's a Your really. Your plan seems kind of half baked. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 anyway, he's like, yeah, no. Uh, not only do I not believe you, I'm going to fucking go out there. And he's like, that's crazy. Uh, why don't we let somebody in the loading dock come and look at this tentacle we've got? And so <laughs> the store manager, the one who's like trying to write people up for drinking beers and shit, he walks back there and sees the chunk of tentacle that is a very real practical effect and kind of cool. And then he like pokes at it and it dies and he's like, oh no. Uh, and he comes out and what he says is, we may have a problem of some magnitude here. I love it. I was like, this fucking nerd. Like, <laughs> the, like, like that is the like, most official way to say anything. 
So we cut to them stocking like fertilizer and dog food and cat food along the windows because they're the biggest bag. They're kind of like sandbags. Yeah. And duct taping the cracks in the windows. And he's like, uh, so do you guys want to just stack dog food or go outside? Because I think it's just a fucking mist. And who's scared of a fucking mist? Me. And everyone's like, me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm scared of the I mist. Am. Think how humid it is. Yeah, right? My hair would be ruined. <laughs> I'd be sweaty. Call it the moist. <laughs> I don't want to sweat too much between my thighs. I'll chafe. I will chafe. This oh episode God. brought to you by Chafe Escape. A real product I, I use when I run long distance. If I'm going to go fight monsters in the moist, I need my compression shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I need my mega babe to go under boob and between thighs. Let's go. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen, you have to gear up correctly when fighting cosmic horror monsters. Yes. You can't have your balls slinging around. You got to keep your shit tight. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. I do. Balls are kind of the boobs. Of, wait, nope. Nope, they are not. I don't know <laughs> I about that. I say boobs are the balls of the chest is what I meant. And or it got balls are the boobs up. of the pants. But either way, it's yeah, incorrect. Yeah, balls are the boobs of the pants. But that's why I have to put Mega Babe under my boobs. I do think that balls are the boobs of the dick. <laughs> not of the pants. Now we're just putting words in a hat and yeah. shoveling them <laughs> You took my joke and you murdered it right in its crib. Throw it in the dudes, oh. Mikey! Mikey! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about throwing the crab in the dudes. Everyone who listened to the Romance in the Pod episode from this past week on Imagine Me and You gets that joke. You're that episode welcome. went off the rails very quickly. Yeah. I found a dead crab. Over. That works for this movie, too. It does. <laughs> Honey, are you out there in the mist? <laughs> I found a dead crab. Over. <laughs> Throw it in the dunes. <laughs> I do love that. Like, we should have had Duke guest on this episode, Mikey. Can you get in touch with him and see if he's available? <sighs> Unfortunately, no, I cannot. <laughs> And calling in from his walkie-talkie. his home address. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. I was like, oh, you're like a kid from like a movie or something. Like, get out of here. <laughs> the human crab weighs eight pounds, which I know I also <laughs> said on that episode. But it's still true today. It's always been true, Paige. It's as true as it was then, now. As it is now, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like, I'm just going to go outside. And Marsha Gay Harden is like, there's no court of appeals in hell. And I'm like, for a crazy person, you've got great one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then she takes her hair down, too. That's how you know she's getting serious about her cult status. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is her Super Bowl. She's been waiting for this yeah. for a very long time. It's oh, time yeah. for me to read aloud from Revelation chapter 15. <laughs> And lo, this might be a metaphor for ancient Rome and the political prisoners within. (laughs) Anyway, so they decide that they're going to go out and they're going to tie rope to them so they can see how far they get. Yeah. Well, it's actually okay. So like Captain Holt and his cohort are just leaving. They're not taking the rope. They are straight up just leaving. One of the guys had come up earlier and said, hey, I know we're all like gearing up and we found a gun with like 10 bullets or whatever. I have a shotgun on my truck. It's not too far away, but I'm not going to go get it. And someone now is volunteering to go get that truck. And that's the person who's like, you can tie me up. I'm going to I'm going out and coming back. That's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So as they're discussing this plan, Marsha Gay Harden is losing her shit and shouting about scorpions and and the scrolls had eyes and those eyes had wings. And you're like, "Okay, all right, lady. (laughs) Uh, 
And so Amanda just gives her a hard right hook. <laughs> just like, boom. She does, she does slap her. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, the actress actually blood. slaps her. Yes. Yeah. And everyone at first is like, okay, can you quiet down? You're freaking us out. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to go, get the one guy to take the rope. We'll see what happens, right? Yeah. So they go out. And they make it about 200 feet. And then the rope gets pulled taut and they do a thing that the endless does that I think works a lot better in the endless where the rope gets pulled up high. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no one could have walked that high. That's not good. Yeah. The endless does it was so, <laughs> so good. But this is still scary, though. Like he jumps so high. <laughs> he did jump so high in the endless. But this one, it's also like. Being pulled very fast. Yes. Um, which I guess you could explain away as like someone running. Right. But when it goes high, it's it's like, oh, he's not running up, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. And when they like the, the rope drops, when they start to pull it back, it's just covered in blood. Like, yeah, it just may have. I would have stopped pulling at that point. Yeah. Well, and we cut to outside and see that we're pulling just a set of legs. Yeah. Which, you know just, what? I'm a leg guy. So oh, <laughs> legs and teeth, Mikey. Yeah. 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 Thighs and drumsticks. Yo. <laughs> I hated the part where they pulled it in and then two people went in and pulled it apart to see who got the most to have good luck for the rest of the year. <laughs> Oh, God. Which side has the dick? <laughs> check the dick check the dick boobs. If you got the dick, that means we've got summer coming sooner. Um, <laughs> we got six more weeks of mist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so they're all like, okay, well, uh, this is bad. This is real bad. Yeah. And night is coming. And of course, crazy lady is like, they will come to us at night. And I'm like, yeah, that's what animals do. Like, of course. Yeah. Thanks, David Attenborough. Yeah. And lo, the giant fireflies <laughs> came to the window. Yeah. So they've got some lights on in the store, but they don't have a, a ton of power behind them. Yeah. But as dusk starts to happen, that's when they start to see bugs coming up against the window. Now, before there's a ton of them, because at first there's only like one. We cut to the back in the break room where Wayne, one of the soldiers, is with, I don't remember her name, but whatever, the checkout girl. Yeah. And they make out and she's like, no, I don't want it to happen like this. And you know what? She's wrong. If you get a chance to fuck someone during the apocalypse, you take that chance. You do that. I mean, I bet she would have rather got stung by him than by the flying scorpion in here in like three minutes. Absolutely. Yeah, she could have gotten it, but didn't. She could have gotten it. You never know when a flying scorpion is going to sting you in the neck and you're going to die of anaphylaxis. So take right. that dick when you can. It's the apocalypse. <laughs> get it in when the you can get it in. apocalypse, baby. <laughs> it's like the Outlander paradox. It's apocalypse rules. Yes. You don't know if you're going to live or die. Take that dick if you want to. If you don't want to at all, then like, you know. <laughs> I'm just like, if if you are, you know, dickly inclined, now's the time. No better time than today. Oh, that rhymed. Oh, thank you. Anyway, so they kind of make out, but nothing else happens. Uh, lo and behold, back out in the store, there's now a ton of giant bugs. Uh, and there's a giant dino bat who's eating the bugs. Yeah, it is like a dino bat. Like, but it's, I don't know, almost like raptor size. Like, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's it's like a raptor bat. Yeah. Yeah, 
na 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 But it is not necessarily trying to break the windows. It's trying to grab the bugs and eat them. Yeah. But the bugs are on the windows. Because those bugs are like fish food. Yeah. These are more Ben and Jerry's references mm-hmm. for everybody. <laughs> that was like fish food, if you want to know how it was spelled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, yeah, because they're like on the windows and the raptor bats are like grabbing at the bugs, they're also breaking the windows. Right. And then the bugs start going inside, so the raptor bats start going inside, and then literally all hell breaks loose inside the store. Okay, we need to pause right here because I need to talk about this. Please. Yeah. These people know that there are monsters outside. Yes. They bar the doors. They're stacking dog food or whatever the fuck they're doing. Right. But they turn all the lights on. I've been like, guys, during the night, we want all the lights off so no one is attracted yeah, to Yeah, no you. one yes. thinks we're home. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't think of that at all. Well, in fact, people get dumb during the apocalypse. They turn on a bunch of the like short time period extra lights they have. Yeah. uh, And they leave them on. I mean, once they're in the store, you kind of got to like clear aisle by aisle. Like I understood why they left them on once they're in the store, but they should not have been on before then. And they were. Yeah, exactly. They do start trying to light mops on fire, but for some reason they can't get a lighter to work for like. 20 minutes multiple people struggle to light one mop in this scene and it is infuriating to watch yes and that's another one of those things that i'm like you could cut three minutes out of the runtime of this movie if somebody just lit that damn mop i know or they show you us trying to light it once yeah and that's it until we see it being lit later on yeah i don't need three cutaways showing me you're still having trouble lighting it trying to I do get it, it. Because it's not lit yet. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, in the melee, Sally, the checkout girl, is bit by some sort of flying scorpion thing. She stabbed, technically, not bit. Yeah. Because that's still with the face of Bart Simpson. Yeah, because her, her face just kind of like. Brah! Well, no, oh, I think the, he the means bugs the bug. Oh, yeah, because they've got the human mm-hmm. teeth, but the scorpion. Yeah, it's real weird. It's a weird looking bug. Yeah. Real weird. But she's dying and is just like, I should have sucked that dick. Like, but <laughs> nope. Because here's the thing. If they had had sex in the back room, they'd probably still be having sex in the back room and she'd probably still be alive. Oh, so what you're saying is they'd be alive, the two of them. Uh, If us three were there, I'd be like, y'all, let's go get a bunch of food and shit and just stay in this back room and shut the door. Um, Here's my favorite part. At one point, one of the dino bats, the raptor bats, flies into the frozen case. And in my notes, I just have, not the ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a problem if I was there. That ice cream would have been gone already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Over here, downing Americone dream after Americone dream. Mm -hmm. Just drinking it. It would be the Claire Affair, (laughs) which is one of my old favorites. Anyway, uh, Sally's dying. And also, one of the dudes caught on fire. And my favorite part of this scene is that the old guy from Walking Dead is just like, where did they put the damn extinguishers? And in my notes, I just have... Ah, the excitement of killing dino bats with the mundanity of not knowing where stuff is in a store. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, aisle six. I don't know. I'm just like running. That guy Darwin himself out. I would not have left the store for it. I've been like, I'm sorry, your brother lit himself on fire. Yeah. That's really sad. Okay. This is controversial. And and I don't know if we want to get into it how each of us may feel about Would you have given him the gun i know where you're yep. going 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. yeah yeah i would have done it for him <laughs> i wouldn't yeah. have been able to i thought about that too 
I do think he's begging for it, man. Like, and he's yes. in so much pain. It's excruciating <sighs> pain. And I have no idea if a hospital even exists anymore. We're definitely not going to get him there in a time that's going to be anything less than the worst pain imaginable. Yeah. Give him the gun. Yeah, I don't think I could do it, but I could let him do it. I'm not going to waste a bullet. Get another mom. So that was, I did think about, okay, I did think about the fact that they only had so many bullets and they they probably shouldn't waste a bullet. And I was like, well, what would be another humane way? But definitely don't let that guy keep living. Yeah. Like, or don't force him to keep living, yeah. I guess. That's so painful. Like, you got to throw him out in the mist because at this point he just smells like barbecue. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that would be a fairly quick death. He's like doing the barbecue in front of the Kroger. This is the worst food truck idea I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) But it's for the environment, Todd. Y'all may not like my methods because I kill people and sell them to mist monsters, but I'm making a ton of money on meat pies (laughs) in Old Town London. (laughs) Anyway, so Billy, uh, the kid, kind of gets loose and Ollie takes one shot, one opportunity. Spaghetti is on aisle three. <laughs> <laughs> it is like perfect. It's perfect timing because like there's like a raptor bat coming at Billy the kid. Yeah. And uh, Thomas Jane goes out, grabs Billy right as Ollie's about to take the shot. So like Billy is pulled out of the way, even though he didn't need to be because Ollie yeah. had that shit on lock. Ollie had that shit on lock. But. Everyone's safe. The raptor bat is dead. Well, not yes. everyone. It was a real Carl moment. It Let's really put it that was. way. Yeah, it was Carl! a super Carl moment. Yeah. yeah. But not everyone's alive. The guy who set himself on fire is now about to die. And a oh. few other people died in this exchange, which is predicted by crazy religious lady. So she takes this as like a sign. Okay. Let's not forget that this is. The first night. It is the yeah, first this is night. The first night. And also, this night is when the scorpion flies, like, come up to her, land on her, and, and like, then fly away. And then fly away because she starts talking gaudy at it. And it's like, oh, I'm not even going to waste my sting on you. I think it's just because she stood still. Yeah. I mean, I think she bored it to shit with her, uh, oh my God, is going to protect <laughs> me or whatever. And it was just like, I want to save my sting for someone who's really going to be scared of me. <laughs> so, like, it went somewhere else. But yeah, everyone saw that too and this is when she starts to pick up I think some actual believers yes well and she's doing the thing that like okay so I was at a gas station the other day uh, and a person who I believe uh, was under the influence of a handful of substances came up and was like I'm drunk as hell and I need money to pay for my motel tonight do you have any cash and I did happen to have cash and I respect honesty so I, g- <laughs> I gave him I had like a five dollar bill or whatever and he saw my wedding ring and he was like I just want you to, to let you know like you should let whoever man is lucky enough to be married to you that I know he's going through something but it's going to be okay because you guys are going to win soon and I was like what the fuck? <laughs> like, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, everyone's going through something all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's yeah. the thing of saying something so vague that it could apply. But Paige, when you said it, I was like, holy shit, Paige met a prophet. I, <laughs> I was on my way to a friend's house and I texted them. I was like, so I think I met a crack prophet. <laughs> like, crack prophet looking for a dealer. You can play the leper <laughs> girl and I can play the healer. Anyway, so she's making vague assumptions where she's like, someone's going to die tonight. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, it's the apocalypse. Like, yeah. 
multiple people going to die tonight. Yeah, that P word is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna murder it. <laughs> Welcome to my grocery store. <laughs> He's going to eat that booty like grocery. <laughs> Welcome to the meat department. Sausages on sale. Please buy it. Oh, my God, please. Just please buy the sausage. Here's a coupon. Anyway, so people start to believe her because they don't realize that correlation is not causation. And so yeah. they think she's a prophet. Thomas Jane, like, passes out. And when he gets up, the guy who's been burned is like, Please, if you can't help me, you gotta end it. This is so fucking painful. Like, well, we got timeout because Thomas Jane like gets all tuckered out for no reason and wakes up and they're like, he's like, what happened? And she's like, after that whole big fight, you just came over here and got in the fetal position and went to sleep for a while. I understand that though. He's had a big day. He's all tuckered out. Yeah, he reached his boiling point, needed a reset, but he wakes yeah. up to he's not a good dad. <laughs> You're only saying that because he murders his son. But I mean, he wakes up. <laughs> and, to- and does constantly leave his kid with other people. Every decision yeah. he makes in this film is not in the child's best interest. That's fair. And that's what your mom gets for marrying a painter. <laughs> a wildly successful painter who created the posters to some of the best movies of a generation. But True. yeah, still a bad dad. <laughs> but I do love that they like throw that in his face where they're like, I know you're all Hollywood or whatever. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know you're employed or whatever. Yeah. But man, that painter's strike is really hurting the directors <laughs> and studios in Hollywood. 51 you know? days on the painter picket line. <laughs> the murals? Fabulous. <laughs> Their signs are all emojis. (laughs) (laughs) But Thomas Jane wakes up to Miss Camry or whatever her name was. Um, Carmody. Carmody. Yeah, thank you, Camry. Miss Toyota is preaching about some shit or whatever. And, you know, it's he's just like, is she still doing that? And they're like, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's the worst. And now people are listening. Yeah. Mm. It's like living with a talk radio. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) It's like dating a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, babe. What are you talking about? I don't do a podcast. (laughs) I just have a Zoom call for a long time, a couple of nights a week. Yep. Mm -hmm. Two nights Mm -hmm. a week. Just have a three hour chat with my best friends. Yep. Do you talk about deep personal things? No. No, we talk about how we would wear crab armor and stab Godzilla in the head. Yeah. Dressed as a crab, pissing on Godzilla, you know, normal Tuesday. For me, it was a Tuesday. (laughs) For you, it was the day. It was the most important day of his life. (laughs) But for Crab Gundam, it was Tuesday. (laughs) Anyway, they kind of conference and they're like, so should we go get medication for the guy who's dying? And part of me is like, no shoot him yeah at best you can reduce some of his pain until he dies from his wounds anyway that's like, what i would be doing i'd be like uh, we have aspirin in the store i'd be like have as much of this as you want um, yeah and although that that that's not a good way to go either though i'm sure not um but it's bad i definitely understand why his brother would be like well there's a pharmacy next door i'm going yeah if any of you want to come i would appreciate it right so like i understood why this happened but I definitely would not go. Yeah, well, and allegedly the pharmacy next door has 
the the high powered topical analgesics that they use in a burn ward. Allegedly, that's what they say, and I think they actually do because we see them grab it, right? Like they do. The yeah, old lady, and it, it's explained, but I cannot remember why she knows they have this. I, I don't either. It's explained, like, yeah. but she she knows not only that they have it, but where they keep it. Where so, like, it is. When she yeah. volunteers to go, I'm like, oh man, like. Because she, she's like 80. Well, and this is going to sound terrible. If I'm 80 and this happens, yeah, I'm going to the fucking pharmacy and I'm kind of hoping that fog crab picks me off along the way. It's Let's day go. two. They'd be like, we need antibiotics. I'm like, we don't. We just need to let that guy die and all of us hunker down. Well, but then you're with the cult, though. I have the gun. They, are, they do have that conversation, although that doesn't come up about how Ollie has the gun. But they do say, like, we can't stay here even if we don't go to the pharmacy. Like, we have yeah, to like, leave. We have to figure something out because if we don't, she'll kill us. Exactly. Yeah. It, yes. His group, sort of the core group that then makes it to the car and leaves... They call it early on that this is going to end badly for everyone in the store because the cult. Yes. Yeah. I would have got back from the thing. The guy would have been dead. I've been like, pack some food. We're leaving now. We're yeah. just going to go to the building next door with as much food as we can. And you just fucking hunker down. But then you can't hunker down in the building next door. That's where the spiders are. Yeah. No, that's across the street. No, no, no. That's that's next door. That's the pharmacy next door. Uh, well, I would leave anyway because I'd be like, there's a shit ton of spiders next door. We have to go across the street now. <laughs> there are a shit ton of spiders that can shoot acid out their butts. They're going to come through these walls eventually. Yeah. Those spiders have had so much Taco Bell that we have to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Oh, Taco Bell. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I had Taco Bell for lunch today. Nice. Delicious. So what's your, how was your one soft taco? I had a beefy cheese burrito and a chicken quesadilla. That's what I had for lunch. That's almost a regular amount of food. I yeah, didn't finish either. Oh, uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they decide that they're going to go next door. And they go. Although she tries to stop them from going. And they literally say they're like, she's Jim Jones crazy. We've got to go. Yes. And I do think it's funny that Amanda's like, you have no faith in humanity. And everyone else in the circle is like, yeah, no, no, we've met people. We didn't. Yeah. 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 Why would you have faith in humanity? Not during the apocalypse. I don't like. I don't have faith with them on their best day. Oh, yeah. No, I again, I have worked in retail. People can be the most selfish, hurtful garbage out there. <laughs> like it's, It is rough. And this lady is a fifth grade teacher. She should already know that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, they go next door. And it, at first, it looks like it's just dark and abandoned, but they realize that the doors have been left open. Yeah, but they do start going through like the shelves and like, Pulling like drugs they know What they do because they're not pulling all yeah. The drugs they're like look for the name Brand shit that yeah, you know Silvadine, about yeah. Penicillin oxy, they take some oxy that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that they can sell It later to pay for a new land cruiser I got you <laughs> but uh, They do find the burn ward Medicine yeah the silvadine Silverdine ain't gonna do Shit on a third degree burn on 80% of your body I was like yeah No that guy is dead he is done Yeah unfortunately he definitely is gonna die anyway but at this point that's when they start to reveal that like there are bodies caked against these walls and like cosmic webs when you hear the rustling yes right yeah if i walked into this pharmacy which is obviously a giant mutant spider's den yeah i've been like we've we're not gonna do this let's just go well they don't notice it initially which is Who so hard to believe it? i know yeah I, yeah yeah no. 
I, I am also a person that because of my my specific fear of spiders is of them falling on me. Yeah. Uh, so I oh, often yeah. look up whenever I walk into new places because of that specific fear. I would have noticed this almost immediately. Yeah. Well, I mean, but they don't and they do get some medicines and then slowly notice what's going on around them and then all hell breaks loose. And it is like bad. Like we lose two or three people very quickly here. Yeah. Well, and it's in part because one of them gets grabbed by the military policeman that we saw in the beginning of the movie who is now webbed to the walls in a more style. Oof. And he says, I'm sorry, it was all our fault before he literally explodes into spiders. Yeah. Just like so many spiders. And then there's spiders everywhere s- spitting like acid webjes just like all over everybody. They lose Bobby, the brother of the the burn guy. Yeah, because they like it like burns his leg and like the acidy sperm jizz that you called it or whatever, like burns his leg off or whatever and he yeah. just dies, I guess, from he that. He dies on the floor yeah. either from shock or blood loss or whatever. Well, and but... they also like climb all over him and like bite him yeah. and stuff. So like, yeah, I mean, he's dead. He's super dead. They they finally make their way out. They make it back to the store. They basically are like, look, okay, uh, there's some shit out there. Everyone over there is dead. There's no people over there, but we do have medicine. And Thomas Jane just like passes out for a while while Carmody is yelling about scorpions again. He's all tuckered out. He's all tuckered out again. But he wakes up (laughs) and is like, hey, how's the guy, the burn guy doing? They're like, oh, uh, he died while you were napping because he was like so burned like yeah. i don't know why we even did this like yeah we killed those people for nothing <laughs> yeah yeah we we lost two to then lose another one <laughs> like yeah. what are you doing i mean they do now have the medicine which i do see as valuable but because of what yes. happens they never use it right so like it is sort of pointless to have gone unfortunately yeah anyway they decide that they need to leave because they're afraid of the cult so they're going to gather groceries and leave at dawn. Yeah. But as they're kind of doing that, they pull the soldier aside and they're like, hey, we saw one of your guys in there who said it was your fault. Where are your two friends and what's going on? Yeah. And he's like, I think they went to the loading dock. They said some stuff. I don't know if they're actually going to go through with it. And of course, they get to the loading dock and they have hung themselves. Yeah, they've taken their own life. Yeah, they've taken their own lives, unfortunately. And at this point, he's like, I don't know. I worked there, but they said something about it. And unfortunately, the dumb dude who let Norm get tentacled earlier is overhearing it. And he's like, it's Project Arrowhead. Like, it's this thing that you were doing on the mountain. This is all your fault. And he drags the soldier out and is just like, it was the military's fault. They're the reason God is punishing us. And the cult is in full force. And they immediately kill him because that's what mob mentality does. And that's why it's so scary. Like, that's why people are the scariest part. Yeah, this, even though it's not like creepy or buggy or creature-y, this is the scariest kill to me in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Because we are just watching a group of people kill someone for literally just, like, doing his job. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know what yeah, was no, happening. Yeah, no, he had no yeah. idea. He he wasn't a scientist who was, like, actively working on a project. Yeah, he didn't know. Um, this reminds me of if any of you out there, and I know some of you are cult podcast listeners, so you may yeah. have. Uh, if any of you have listened to the Jonestown tapes, uh, there is a woman who speaks up 
before uh, shit hits the fan. Yeah. And she is shouted down like this and restrained. And you hear it on the tape. And that it reminded me of that immediately. Yeah. Because that's what happens when shit like this gets out of hand. That's why the cult is the scariest part. Yeah. But they just fully stab him. Like yeah, they, they stab him and then throw him outside and let the creatures sort of take him. He gets taken by like a raptor bird, right? Or something like that. Uh, he gets taken by a fog crab. That's what um, it is. But yeah. it's... Uh, so expiation is what they're chanting, which yeah. is basically blood atonement. So they put him outside where he leaves that bloody handprint and then he gets snatched by a fog crab. Yeah, it's brutal. So he's, he's done. And then she just says, the beast will leave us alone tonight. Tomorrow we'll wait and see. And I'm just like, well, yeah, you just fed it. Like There's more than one. Exactly. There is more than I one. I was too. thinking like, man, just like, if I was Thomas Jane, I'd be like, please let them come back tonight. Like, oh, we, I know. We and need they don't, to prove her wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, fuck. Ugh. But yeah, you'd be like rooting for the bugs in that situation. Absolutely. But so they lay down to sleep that night and his son is like, please don't let the monsters give get me no matter what. And he just says, I promise. And I was like, ah, oh, Chekhov's oh. promise. <laughs> but hey, listen, he keeps that promise by abandoning him over and over and over. Well, again. no, by shooting him, Mikey. Yeah. Anyway, as they're laying on the floor, there's some Jack Link's product placement behind them, which I found really funny. <laughs> delicious. I found very delicious. delicious. Yeah. But Amanda wakes him up. And she's like, hey, it's dawn. We got to go. They go to check out stand number two where they had hidden food and it's gone. And the cult is awake and ready. And they're just like, oh, you were stealing food. It's time for more human sacrifices. And I was like, oh, geez. Like, she's not even pretending it's from the Bible now. No, it's day two. It is literally day two. <laughs> and she is yelling, get the boy. Let's kill right. the boy. Yeah. This was a slumber party time period, and we've gone this far. We essentially are at a church lock-in at this point. Yeah. And we are already going to murder? Like, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's only when the biblical bitch starts saying, like, kill them. That's when Ollie shoots her. He, like... Literally puts it off as long as possible. It, it's literally until they are coming towards them with knives. Yeah. That is when he finally shoots her. And he says he's like, I, I killed her. I wouldn't have had to, but uh, there was no other way. There really was no other way. Like, yeah. And the guy who plays Ollie does an amazing job. He delivers those lines in like a very like mournful, sad way. Like he did not he want to do bad. it. Yeah. But man, he shot her once through the milk and then once through the brain. And it was awesome. I was so happy yeah. for him. Yeah. One in the heart and two in the computer. That's right. <laughs> but the group that's going to go to the Land Rover runs outside. And originally there's eight of them and three of them very quickly die. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't have enough seats. So it's like convenient. Well, he says there's eight seats. That's why eight of them leave the store. There's not, there's not eight seats. <laughs> he lied. He knew. He's like, there's only five seats, but I need three decoys. So yeah. seven maybe, <laughs> but five's the comfortable level that we want to yeah. do here. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so Ollie gets fog crabbed and drops the gun on the hood of the of the Land Cruiser. Uh, then Ambrose, who I was like, oh, he had a name. Uh, he gets spidered <laughs> and another guy trips and falls and he gets got. Yeah. They all the, the five remaining, the old man and old woman, Amanda, the kid and Thomas Jane make it to the Land Cruiser. He gets out to grab the gun from the windshield and then uses the windshield wipers to wipe the blood away. And they drive away, shining light on the people in the store. Yeah. And make it. Yeah. 
It was very dramatic. Yeah, because like a raptor bat comes and tries to kill him while he's getting, or maybe it's just a bug. It's just a Tries bug. to get him while he's uh, getting the gun. It's very like high stakes. But at that point, I, I was like, oh, I guess they're just going to drive off into the mist and that's going to be the end of the movie. Because I thought so too. It's a Stephen King book that they made a movie out of. That's basically the end of the book. Oh, is give it? Or take. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. The Well, the end of the, the novella, uh, he, he does go and find out that his wife is dead and then they are make they're, they're trying to make their way to to uh, North Carolina, I believe. Yeah, he does say let's drive south. Yeah. So they drive off. They drive past the house. We do find out that his wife is spidered to death. Yeah. Convenient. <laughs> for I mean, for Amanda, for sure. Amanda. Yeah. yeah. And then they're kind of driving to just see how far away they can get. And this is where we see like the giant, like Kong Island level giant tentacle sky spider. And I was just like, do you even want to live in a world with tentacle sky spider? Like, why? Like, no, I don't want to fight this fight. <laughs> no, <laughs> done. me either. Like, I understand why they go out the way they go out. No, man, that's the world I want to go to. <laughs> oh, no. You guys will let me fight any of these animals. I want to nope. see Mikey fight a cosmic roux. Like a, like a soup? No, a kangaroo <laughs> that's like a cosmic version. Oh. <laughs> I mm -hmm. think you could take it, Mikey. If it's cosmic, can I use weapons? I mean, sure. You can use whatever you want. I'm down. <laughs> Are we in the moist? I'm the sorry, moist? what? The mist? <laughs> Are we in it? Yeah, you're in it. Uh, so <laughs> they run out of gas. And this is where we get like six minutes of just like staring. Yeah. Everyone's staring. He counts the bullets in the gun. Of course, it's one less than they need. Yeah, they've got four and there's five of them. Yep. And he says, I'll figure something out. And then we cut to outside the car. We hear four gunshots. And then he screams because obviously, but it's a very awkward scream. God, it's so sad, though. Like this part of the movie is yeah. fucking bleak, man. It's bleak. And he keeps firing into his own face, even though there's no bullets. Yeah, because they only had four bullets. Yeah. So he had just enough for his son. His new wife, his pseudo mother and pseudo pseudo dad. Yep. Like that's like the family unit he just family annihilated. And he's yep. like a broken man at this point. And he gets out to try and be like, come get me, tentacle sky spider. But of course, it's the army and the mist Big is cleared. government came to ruin his yeah. plans. It's the real tentacle spider in our lives. <laughs> the government. The government. Anyway, at this point in my notes, I just have, fuck this movie. They're dead for, <laughs> if they had waited five minutes. like I'm definitely waiting at least three days in a place before I try to run through a deadly monster land I, listen i might choose to go out the way they go out like i sure, get it sure but i'm not doing that until i'm like about to die of starvation or right am being currently attacked and there's no way for me to escape yes yeah well and and i feel like they sit there for like five minutes and i'm like i would have given it an hour at least you know like i would have gave it more than an hour yeah they yeah. stuttered to a stop and then thomas jane's like i guess i gotta kill everybody yeah uh and he just screams and he, he's just like on his knees like padme no <laughs> just like well, well because the army is like marching by towards the mist right and they're yeah. like did you just kill those four people it's been 36 hours yeah yeah <laughs> and he's like well there's a whole cult going on in the in a grocery store up the street <laughs> yeah. But there's no way he would not go to jail forever if he doesn't no, force he them to kill him. He wouldn't go. He, he wouldn't, wouldn't go, go to jail. jail. It's anything you do during the apocalypse doesn't count. Yeah. You hear that, Jake? <laughs> there's a chance for us in the apocalypse, Jake. <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. He could carry you to safety. You know what? That's a joke that is funny and factual. And I'm here (laughs) for it. But I also think that it's literally only minutes before he takes a run at one of those soldiers and gets capped. Yeah. Or just takes their gun. Yeah. Or just takes their gun. Whatever it is. Yeah. I absolutely could not do what he does in the in the car. Like. Burn guy in a second. I wouldn't yeah. have any problems with burn guy, but like the car, I would have waited a bit. <laughs> yeah. I would have waited until like we're starving and like the people are dying in the car and it's like yeah. Yeah. in a lot of pain. Well, yeah. that's like 30 days. It is still Sunday in this whole weekend experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not at night. It's Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It's Sunday afternoon. This isn't even a long weekend. No, yeah. it's just a regular one. But then it says directed by Frank Darabont. And I was like, oh, that explains that everything. And, and that's the move. move. Movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what do you guys think about The Mist? I like the ending, but I don't love the rest of it. The cult aspect I do find scary. That is a particular fear of mine. But overall, eh, it, the pacing really got to me after a while. Yeah. Where I'm like, this could be 90 minutes. And should be. And should be. Yeah. You know, and so that kind of got to me. And I, oh God, I hate the ending. That's. I don't like nihilistic endings either. I do think this ending is like, oh, wow, you guys went for it. Kind of cool. Like, I respect people who make big decisions like that because it's not what happened in the book. I don't like a nihilistic ending either. And we've, Todd, you and I have had problems with movies that are too nihilistic. Yeah. But this one swings so much for the fences that I'm just like, I got to give it to you. Yeah. I mean, here's what I will say. I think it's a realistic ending. Yeah. uh, Which is brutal because I could absolutely see that happening in if this happened in real life. uh, Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, I don't super love the movie because it is so sad. Yeah. I don't remember anything from that first episode. I did not go back and listen to it. Uh, But I don't know where I rated it on the scary scale. I'm sure I'll rate it lower today, but I still found it somewhat scary today, though. There are some jumpy moments in this movie, although it doesn't look great, so I don't think it holds up all that well. Yeah. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Misty, fun Fun facts. facts. So Stephen (laughs) King does say that this is one of the few adaptations of his work that genuinely frightened him. And Frank Darabont was very happy to hear that. I'm sure, man. That's quite a compliment from the guy who, like, you know, wrote wrote the story you adapted. Yeah. Yeah. During one of the action scenes, a man runs into a wire rotating bookshelf in the grocery store. And if you look carefully, you can see that all of the books on the shelf are Stephen King novels. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Now, this is one of three of Stephen King's works that Frank Darabont has adapted. The first two being Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile. So, of course, like, of course, he gave him the mist. Why not? Yeah. Now. There is some debate about the ending. Now, Stephen King gave his blessing, but as Frank Darabont was shopping the movie, Dimension, who ends up making the movie, did so on a shoestring budget compared to what he was originally offered. He had to forfeit his director's fee to make it the way he wanted, but that's because he insisted on no one changing the ending of the script. So he was actually offered two to three times as much to make this movie on the condition that he changed the ending or at least have it match the book and he refused. So... Fuck, I bet the effects would have looked way better if they hadn't done this ending. 
Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It is still 2007, so there's a limit to how yeah. good they can look. Well, I mean, they could have done way more practical, is what I'm saying, be with a expensive. much bigger bu- a budget. I do think the best-looking one is the Tentacle Sky Spider because it's far away yes. and yeah. through the mist, yeah. and that is truly haunting and terrifying, and I feel like if we had seen more stuff like that, I would have been into that, but... That's not what we get. And I, yeah. I do know that Frank Darabont loves practical effects. They're all over The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, so like it could have been awesome, but oh well. Now, Stephen King got the idea for the book after going to a grocery store and noticing that the front window was made of just plate glass. And he wondered what would happen if giant insects flew into it. Now, yeah, this is a thing with older stores and older buildings. Most modern buildings that are built with glass fronts have safety glass. And I only know that because one time a car ran through the front of the store oh, where I worked. Shit. I was not okay. there that day. I was, mm. I was, I was off. I was off driving a car through a storefront. <laughs> yeah. Through a store window. <laughs> uh, but a lot of them are safety glass now to yeah. hopefully not kill people. Yeah. So uh, after this film, Frank Darabont wanted Thomas Jane to play Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead, but it didn't work out scheduling-wise. That doesn't surprise me. Thomas Jane was very busy around this time. Yeah. Frank Darabont had actually wanted to do this movie for 20 years. Wow. With his planned ending. That's why he was so intent about not changing it. He had it envisioned that way, and that's how he wanted to do it. I mean, people mention that scene more than they mention the movie. Like, that scene is what makes this so memorable. Mm -hmm. For better or for worse. Like, some people hate it, some people love it, but it's what makes it memorable. So, in college, so I've seen this movie a lot. Sure. Because we would, we bought the DVD, and we would just make people watch the movie without telling them the ending and like oh, watch God. them react yeah we used to do that with cabin fever that was our our force people to watch movie it's fun so in the pharmacy when thomas jane grabs a comic book originally they wanted it to be a copy a copy of punisher war journal Ooh. but by then thomas jane had actually kind of had a falling out with the people who had produced The Punisher in 2004. Yeah. And so instead, he grabs an issue of Hellboy as a shout out to his friend Ron Perlman. Yeah. Because he only played Punisher in that first one, right? Yeah, that's it. Within the movie, My Life for You is a line spoken by Mrs. Carmody in the film. And it's actually a recurring line in multiple Stephen King texts, um, often spoken by villainous characters, in many cases to Randall Flagg, a.k.a. Walter O'Dim, a.k.a. Martin Broadcloak, etc., who is the many identities of the superpowered master evil in several Stephen King stories. Okay. Um, Despite being set in Maine, as all Stephen King films are, this was actually shot in Louisiana and Texas, but Stephen King could not distinguish it from Maine when watching the film. Uh, And Frank Darabont credits their their, uh, set design with that. He said that that he was actually really proud that he couldn't tell that it wasn't Maine. They credit the, the mist. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Mikey, you can't really see much through the mist, so it's not super hard to fake, I'd imagine. True. This film was shot on a 37-day shoot, wow. which is incredibly short schedule. Yeah, that's fast. Now, they were only able to do that because of a very, very specific hiring choice. So Frank Darabont hired the entire camera crew from The Shield while they were on hiatus between seasons. Nice. Okay. And allowed them to shoot in A and B teams. So multiple scenes were being shot at a time the way that television is often shot as opposed to movies. And that cut the production time almost in half. Nice. 
nice. He did originally want it in black and white, uh, which is why I asked earlier today. I did find out why there's a black and white. That's what he wanted. And it is only on the DVD Blu-ray release, although I believe sometimes you can find it streamable through potentially illegal means. But yeah, black and white. Black and white would be interesting. I don't know that it would add much to it for me. I bet the effects wouldn't look as bad. That's probably true, um, actually. Maybe that's why. Yeah, it, that's pure speculation. Yeah. That That's the reason he wanted a black and white cut. That honestly, that makes a ton of sense. Maybe after the budget cuts, he was like black and white and that'll I hide it. I think he yeah. wanted it to be like an older, like, like a classic I think so, like a, so, like a 50s. Yeah that, yeah, that also makes as much, if not more sense, you know? Yeah. So Norm uh, Pre-Death is wearing a t-shirt from WKIT Radio in Bangor, Maine. This is actually one of three radio stations owned by Stephen King. What? And the yes, the artwork on the shirt is by uh, an artist named Glenn Chadbourne, who does most of the art for Stephen King's novels as well. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, to have the bugs impacting and cracking the windows, they threw baseballs at the windows to crack them, and then superimposed the bugs over the baseballs. Okay, uh. that makes sense. Yeah, Thomas Jane was present through the entire editing process because he was learning how to direct and edit for his own directorial debut, uh, a movie called Dark Country. But so he wanted to learn how to edit. So he spent the entire editing cycle with them, which is interesting as well. That's fucking dope. I would love to do shit like that. Yeah. Uh, to get an authentic seeming earthquake reaction, uh, they played... A sound via large bass speakers without warning anyone in advance. So everyone jumped and freaked out and they got it on camera nice. and used it. That's very cool. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll make this the last one. Okay. Uh, there's a ton of fun facts about this too. If you want to dig deeper, there are plenty out there. But I thought this was really interesting. So the scene where the wasps break through the glass. Yeah. Originally, in addition to the giant like raptor bats, Included a giant centipede crawling through the hole in the glass as well. Okay. But it was cut from the script for timing issues and they didn't think they'd be able to do it well in CGI. Well, they they wouldn't have been able to do yeah, it well in CGI. Yeah, yeah true. They have plenty of CGI in this movie to prove that. But Paige, thank you so much for those fun facts. Let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for The Mist in 2007 when it came out? I have to recuse myself. Okay, so Mikey, you can win both showcases. 15 million. That's not a bad guess, Mikey. It was $13 million. And if you adjust that for inflation to today, that would be just over $19 million. Now, this movie came out on November 23rd, 2007. It was ninth the weekend it came out it was beat by enchanted was number one that week number two was this christmas number three was beowulf number four was hitman and number five was a movie where i think jerry seinfeld as a b has sex with, with a, a human, human woman, woman and that movie is the b movie and then there were four other movies and then the mist was in ninth this week what do you think The Mist brought in in its opening weekend? I'm going to say opening weekend, it's in ninth place. Yeah. Two million. Okay. I'm going to say seven. Mikey, you are closer. It's $8.9 million. But Paige, with its place being ninth, I get why you thought it was way lower than it was. Yeah. Seven is surprising. Yeah. Check this. This week. 
the top 12 movies made over $3 million. That's amazing. That's crazy. So, I mean, obviously, the the number one movie made $34 million. So, like, other movies made way more, but all of the top 12 movies made over $3 million. That's nuts. Anyway, so it didn't do great in its opening weekend. It actually goes up a rank. It, it goes from ninth to eighth in its second week. Uh, it doesn't make as much money, though. But it was in the theaters for a total of 17 weeks. Uh, so what do you think it makes domestically at the box office? I'm going to say that it tops out around 25. Okay. I'm going to say 28. Page, $25.5 million yes. in its domestic box office. So obviously, perfect guess. Uh, it also made another 31.5 internationally for a total of 57 Point one million dollars, and again, if you adjust for inflation on that number, it jumps to eighty-three point eight million dollars today. So, on a thirteen million dollar budget in two thousand seven, they made fifty-seven million dollars in 2007 so like it made plenty of money i also do have the whole market performance in like d domestic dvd and blu-ray sales and it made 31 million dollars in dvd and blu-ray sales so it Dang. made a lot of money yeah that is wild i mean it wasn't like a shawshank redemption green mile hit yeah of course but not. it was a hard horror hit yeah you know anyway that's your box office so mikey do you want to hit him with that scary scale yeah scary scale listeners a scale of one to ten of how scary we found the film when we watched it today our one example is ghostbusters and our 10 example is texas chainsaw massacre Paige, i'm gonna give it a two for the cult stuff but that's about where i'm at Todd. I'm going to give it a four because there were some jumpy moments for me and the cult stuff is legitimately creepy. I'm going to give it a two because of the peoples as well. And I don't like spiders. Yeah. There you go. And that's our scary scale. Yeah. Whoa. So this week, the listeners made us watch The Mist. Next week is a new month, right? Which means it's a new theme. Okay. Mikey, do you want to explain I since this is your doing? I have masterminded a thing I've wanted to do, mainly because it's really funny. Southern Slayers. <laughs> yes. Bayou Bandits. Southern Slayers, Bayou Bandits. I love it. <laughs> We're going to do Deliverance first right off the bat. So your homework for next week is to watch Deliverance. I've never seen this, obviously. Oh, well, it Bro. might make you squeal like a pig. <laughs> I do know about <laughs> that because that's like in pop culture. But yeah. So Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast. And that's to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going to do Gigglebox DJ. What? <laughs> well, what does Gigglebox DJ have to say? Scary fun. Oh, okay. I'll take it. I really enjoy this podcast, and if you read this review... Please do it in the foghorn leghorn voice. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for this. Thank you, Gigglebox DJ. Ooh, I do declare Todd's exuberance, Mikey's zingers, <laughs> and Paige's humor and insight have contributed to make this my favorite. <laughs> I have gotten my husband to listen, and it always makes him laugh. <laughs> we are horror fans, but we don't really have anyone to share it with. Aww. So we feel like you are our horror friends. Our horror friends? Yeah, like the friends you talk with horror about. With a W-H or H-O? <laughs> I don't bring my horror friends around decent folk. <laughs> anyway. he's really getting into the Foghorn Leghorn character. <laughs> That's the level of commitment he goes into with these reviews. He inhabits 
the character themselves. And that's five stars. That's a five-star review. Well, thank you so much, Gigglebox DJ, for that amazing five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey get through your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including Tim. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager has been, like, driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week? She keeps starting colds in the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to believe it's not butter. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's a cult I'd fall for. Tia, lock it up with your teenager starting cults. But this episode also brought to you by Jonathan. And Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch some videos. So I'm going to steal your screens right now and do just that with my... Boom, here we go. Oh, I've seen a tarantula hawk before. Whoa, what is that? That's a big-ass fly. <laughs> nah. I do sort of like the humorous educational like take on this video. Yes. That thing is huge, though. Yeah. Good Lord, it is like taking on a tarantula. Yeah, it kills tarantulas. I've done that before, and I'm saying... <laughs> Like this is in this is actually like a really interesting video about this I, fucking I like his scary ass tarantula. The way hawk. he does stuff. Yeah. 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 Jonathan, thank you so much for this video and the support. We now return you for another episode of the in studio now, not live from the beach, version of the, the Patreonicals. Do you remember what you submitted for the Patreonicals last week from the beach? I am assuming while you were drunk. I was not. My favorite part Mm -hmm. of that is you 
like really like getting into it at the beginning of that. You're like, oh, all right. Let me close the balcony door. <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment to myself. I was like, let's, yeah. let's, let's I found let's a dead crab it. over. <laughs> okay. It's they're in fairy tale world now. Yes, they are. Uh oh, it's a big dragon. Hell yeah. I love it. <laughs> Isaac gets out his he's he's in black knight armor, so he's got a uh, a sword? A mace. No, the other one. The other one. No, the long axe. Lance. Lance. Oh, okay. And then uh, he's like, let's kill it. And then Kate holds the dragon still with her mind powers. Oh, dude, I bet oh. that really freaked the dragon out, right? Well, if you if they move, <laughs> it can see you. But if you don't move, then. But if you're making it not move, can it see you? Yeah, yeah, it, it can still, it, like, it, its eyes can move. And, mm. um, well, Prince Charming, Wes, is like, I'm only good looking. It's, y'all have to kill this thing. And so... Uh, <laughs> He's like, I'm only good looking, so realistically, this is on you all. Karun <laughs> and <laughs> Natasha, the blue aliens, are in the field behind them, and there's like singing firefly, singing a love song, so they're just banging it out <laughs> in a very romantic right. fairy tale. That is world. what you would do if you were like hanging out around fireflies that were like, I don't see nothing wrong with a little firefly. But no, they're like, they're like, fuck the girl. <laughs> La 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 do her now. Let's put it in her mouth. Sorry. I can show you how we're gonna bone the girl. Oh, wow, wow. Mikey gets so frustrated when, when we sing, but loves it when he gets in on it. Mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. I would I'd give that up. <laughs> I would trade that off into the mist. Um Dreskel uh flies up with his Iron Man sh- suit and start shooting the dragon man in a fairy tale that would be like the most insane thing like yeah. everyone's like a magician or just like a handsome dude and then iron man comes in is he bard class or elf class <laughs> <laughs> exactly ally who now has control of her mermaidness powers dr- goes like runs really fast and drop kicks turns into a fin and hits it which is not really effective against a dragon, but like she's happy that she can do it. It's a nice little flex, though. Like, look what I can do. Yeah. Captain Bruder throws his pirate sword and impales into the dragon. Uh, Bo Easy, the Florida man, gets out mush, uh, not uh, gets out marshmallows and a. Uh, I thought you were gonna say mushrooms, and I was like, on brand for Florida man. <laughs> yeah. The he did get out some mushrooms, but they were actually sentient, so they ran away. Oh no. Because they're they're in a fairy tale world. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy with laser eyes just shoots him with his laser eyes. Sorry, Jeremy. And then... uh... (laughs) I mean, but that would be effective. But really, we're not going to be able to kill this dragon until he pulls away his, like, like scales and shows his dragon heart. That movie was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lauren the cave person hits the dragon with their club. Mr. Rage Bomb shoots a bunch of fireworks in its eyes to, like, blind it. Garotica... Slices his toe off with the axe. Uh, Wait, another toe? Did he just lose another toe? No, the dragon lost the toe. Oh, okay. So, okay. I thought it was our our toeless wonder. No, no. That's that's Jeremy. With his toe is not at play right now. Okay. Uh, uh, he's got a bionic toe currently. Got which honestly just makes him make more money on wiki feet. <laughs> Show Only me those feet. bionic toe picks. Uh, Sunzi, who has turned into a tin man slash robotic creature um 
blows its steam whistle and is uh, kind of confused him like what to do as a tin man. <laughs> I love it. He just blows his whistle. That's it. <laughs> he's like warning. He's like giving people a warning. Yeah. He's out here saving lives, Mikey. That's what he's doing. Andrew, the golden retriever, the really loyal dog now is just really wagging its tail and barking and is really happy that everybody's doing good. Uh, and then Jennifer, the PH, puts a force field over the dragon's mouth. So it can't breathe fire on them. Oh, I love, that's a good use. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What they should do is put a force field up in the sky while it's flying and just have it fly into it to death. They don't think that fast. Well, this is why ADHD can also be a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> River Moon, the witch, casts a spell and it backfires and the dragon starts talking. It was like, hey, there's people behind you. Why are you trying to kill me? I was just flying here. Y'all are kind of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I was on my way to Dragonton. This is a fairy tale land. I am allowed to exist. Thank you so much. Anthony turns around, and Aaron and Livy are with Alex the Magician, who looks like an evil wizard now. Nice. Like Chris Angel. Yes. And they, they still look like Mun people. And that's really odd in a fairy tale universe because, like, picture just fairy tale shit going all the way in the background. We don't have the budget to show you here, but it's, yeah. I've seen the mock ups. It's real beautiful. <laughs> it's, and Anthony's like, why are you guys here? Don't you guys want to kill us or whatever? And then Vance, the serial killer, he grows his knives out of his hands to like murder people. And he's like, yeah, we do. And it's like, we've got to get along. And that's how the episode ends. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to wait one more week to find out what happens on another episode of The The Patrioticals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. I'm learning that, like, Stephen King is real sad. Like, all of his movies are very sad. They are often sad, yes.